And we're back for another episode of the Mike Busey Show. As always, I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Miguel Colon Jr. What's up, Mike? Everyone, listen, all you members out there, what's up? How's everybody doing? Oh, what's that? You can't hear us because it's not live. We're we we're we're sorry. I I you know I because we've done radio for so long. There's been moments where I've forgotten, like when when I hear you getting a call or something like that on the podcast. I'm thinking it's somebody about to like respond to something that we just said. Yeah, I, it's I feel like we're pen pals with the the internet. We say something, and then we lick the envelope and we put a little stamp on it and we send it out and we. We just wait patiently for have, a response. Did you ever do pen pals in school? Yeah. We did pen pals in school. I think we did pen pals in like third grade. Chris, you're not in your head. You did pen pals in school too? Steven too? Was it another school like far away that you guys did yours on? Because that's what we did. We did a school in California. And I remember we were pen pals. It was like I think it was like third grade. And we were mailing them back and forth. And then the girl I was pen pals with... I kind of thought she was hot because we sent pictures. And, I mean, I had no game, and I didn't know what to do with game in third grade. But I remember sending her a picture of my room with all of my Matchbox cars because I was like, this is it. This is going to do it. Pussy dripping wet. I remember telling my dad, I was like, can you take a picture of me in my room? He was like, yeah, why? I was like, oh, we'll do something for school. And he took a Polaroid, and it was I, like, lined him out, too. So I was like, if you could see the collection of Matchbox oh, and Hot Wheels I have. What's up, bitch? You trying to fuck? And if you ask my dad, I can't verify this, but my dad says I had my hand under my chin with, like, the swagger pose, and then I had these, like, little time because i was a kid in the 80s i had like bicycle shorts on but a long sleeve like shirt with my hand down like yeah just in case uh meredith you ever do come uh out here to the east coast and you're like ooh, i i'd really like a 1987 bronco matchbox car uh, uh, if you're li- if you're like under the age of 35 you probably have no idea what it feels like. Any of like. these words we're saying matchbox, pen pal, letter, you father. Mean, yeah. <laughs> like we weren't even in the age where you actually typed out the letter and mm. printed it. We were still you to, like. You had to sign it in cursive. You could write it out in print. And then the end, though, was always like, sign your name in cursive. Sincerely. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I actually went to like a, a Christian uh, like summer camp in Tennessee. And I met this chick from Georgia. Her name was Carol. Ooh, the ballad and of Carol. No, that's, I mean, I, I could have done better, but <laughs> we just had this. How old were you? I don't know. I was like fifteen. Okay, okay. Well, this is that. Yeah, those those years count. Those the years summer count. love, you know, get that little summer fling, get all excited and shit. Love you it. can't call her. Mm-mm. I mean, you can try. It, like some of you guys will never know the pressure of calling a house and having the father answer the phone. Yeah, you're like, let me just call this girl. Like, Bring, hello. Uh, you uh, hang uh, up. Yeah, you're scared. You're yeah, like, I'll call next month. Yeah, and I'll, I'll I'll do better next time. I remember girls telling me, call at eight thirteen on the dot. I'm gonna hold the uh, little button on the phone so that the minute you call, I'll let go and then you talk. Yeah, there's just that era of life will never never be seen again because there were times where you'd meet somebody and you would hope just finding a pen and a, and, oh and, and a piece of paper you would have to write down their address and this is before the internet yeah. you couldn't like just map quest it and just show up yeah you'd have to be like well what city are you in or what's nearby and you would show up to a random 7-eleven and like well have you seen this girl this blonde yeah. girl named carol every 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 person was a was a mini investigator and, and then somebody would know you'd be like going by the old malt shop and be like well carol 
I know Carol. She lives in the apartment down the road. You're like, thanks, Charles. You show up and there's a for rent sign and they had there's a station wagon driving off into the sunset. She's waving goodbye. And the dog is there holding its fucking sack. I got I uh, and I know I want to hear your story though, but I once sent a letter to a girl that I was summer loving on and I was like thirteen or fourteen. It was right before it was in junior high still. And she had given me her address and I sent her a letter and the letter came back. And I oh, was like, shit. oh, sh-. I was just heartbroken. That was the end of it. That was, that was, you ain't dead, no Spaniard. Yeah. Who's this Miguel clown? I don't even know what happened. I don't know if it was the right address, whatever. Just returned to it was like no book. Finger. Yeah. Some girl in fucking Georgia got all these letters and her racist <laughs> father didn't want her dating a Spaniard. So she he fucking threw them all down in the in the fucking basement. I remember this is a little creeper one. Uh, my homeboy Jermaine had this hot ass sister and me and Jermaine were homeboys. And then he moved back to Texas, and I would I would like write and get calling cards to call his sister, and not Jermaine. <laughs> I'd be like, "Hey, what's up, sissy?" There, and they'd be like, "Yeah." And then, like one time, he fucking sent me just the thing. He's like, "Yo, bro, you don't hit me up ever." And I was just like, Aah. "Oh, listen, I got a sister. You know, as many motherfucking friends that I thought were my friends, they were just trying to holler at my sister." What's so. up, crazy Mike? Yeah, <laughs> a, a lot of a lot of people. I mean, shit, I played basketball and went and, and went to high school with the guy she'd been with for 20 years. That's nuts. He was my homie, and then all of a sudden, you know. He homie hopped onto your sister? Yeah. You know. Uh, what happened to you? So what happened to your pen pal fucking notebook dream of love? Uh, I was really bad at sending letters and back and forth. Yeah. And you, I actually. I would, I would expect you to be good, though. Like, I, actually, one time, so me and Carol, ooh. she sent she sent some photos, and I still have the photos to this day. I hope they're cool photos. No, nah, this is before. <laughs> this say. is when love and, and, and boyhood yeah. was still innocent, and there was no boners clothed, involved. I hope she's fully clothed holding a panda bear. Yeah, yeah. Not, burn that shit, homie. Oh, damn, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, no, this is before you got, like, <laughs> yeah. the, the terminology sending me nudes and shit wasn't even invented or even thought of yet, you know? If a girl sent me nudes at that age, I'd probably freak out and be like, she's hurt, something's wrong, <laughs> this is a warning. <laughs> I think my whole body would just spontaneously combust because the the girls you see in the pornos, you knew you never would know them. Yeah. And then the ones that you see in person, that's why like getting like sexting is so like addicting and so exciting because you're like, okay, I could probably go find her OnlyFans for 20 bucks and then actually see these photos. But the fact she send them to me from her it's, phone and this is her talking, yeah. it's exhilarating. It's about that. I or mean, maybe it's just me with self-esteem no, issues. No, 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 no. It's wants about to feel that. good inside. It's about that. It's about knowing that she wants you to have this and not like – that's what we've said before about like prostitutes. Like, honest to God, I don't think I could enjoy a prostitute that I paid for because it's like it doesn't have the – it doesn't have the the, the the thrill. What I want, what I want more than anything is the wanting to be wanted, you know? Yeah, that's it. You could be the most undesirable, like, sea urchin on the fucking planet. But if I know that if I could and I wanted to, I could have you, that excites me. Oh, God, it gets me going. Yeah. It gets so, ladies, going. what we're trying to tell you, if you are listening, if you ever catch a man talking nasty, just just be like, oh, Bob. Yeah. 
Is that what you want? You want me to sex you while I'm at work? Yeah, yeah. yeah you just fucking have to, bitch, stop being yeah. lazy. Get that, keep that shit hot Send and spicy. Send me some nasty photos while you're grooming a dog. You know, yeah, like, like oh, just, I'm at work, yeah. fucking finger fucking myself in my cubicle, thinking about. Yeah, you're, your sell, you're selling real estate, and uh, I'm getting a boob shot. I'm freaking out right now. That's why I think a lot of couples cheat on each other because the man gets bored, and it's harder to keep their interest. And I'm sure the woman gets bored too. And then you put in financial pressure. Yeah. You put in stress. You, you hadn't sucked your man's dick in a while, you know. It's like that's that's a form of abuse. If you ain't if you ain't sucking and fucking, you're abusing. The thing is, if you're not making each other feel happy, feeling sexy, feeling wanted and respected, it's it's gonna go to shit. And we know motherfucking babies and and work and stress. But you gotta figure out a way to keep that 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 spice alive. Yeah, you know that's like whenever I see these old ass couples. This girl sent me um, a clip of uh, like a, like a um, TikTok of this old ass couple, and they're like fucking. I'm guessing like 90 years old, and they still got the spice. Like he's smacking. She gets up all slow, and he smacks her on the ass, and you can tell like that. That's his lady. Like he fucking yeah. loves it. I'm I'm a complete little pussy on shit like that. I, I love seeing old couples that are still together having a blast because I'd rather I'd rather honest to God if I'm old ass man like that I don't want to be the creepy ass old man going to the strip club looking at young ass speak for yourself no I want to have that old ass lady that I'm old as fuck with and we're doing old people shit together every girl just goes oh Miguel I'm not saying I want to do it now (laughs) I'm saying let me find her when I'm 80 and then be like hey I think I think just like she'll uh, see me with my Iraq War hat on, and she's like, "You fought in the war? Is that why you lost your leg?" I'm like, "No, diabetes took my leg, but this gives me my free golden corral." <laughs> yeah, I, I think it. I, I've heard my dad say it many times, like, "Boy, when you get older, it just ain't the same. Yeah. You don't got them same desires." You don't I? Don't think you do. I mean, I think you have some of it. There's still you're still gonna want. Maybe that's why guys get successful because they're like, "All right, enough chasing pussy. I'm gonna like actually worry about myself and like try to get shit done with my life and." Yeah. Women are a big distraction. Yeah, man. Because and here's the thing: I think the worst part about it is guys think women are distracting us when women are just trying to do their thing, and we're like, "Look at her distracting me, wearing makeup and being pretty. How dare she?" Do you you do have the insurgencies though. You got them girls like, "Oh, he's got a nice little place. He got a nice little car. You know, oh shit, he might pay for my cell phone bill. What's up, baby?" And then. You know, and and then we know some sugar daddies out there. Yeah, and here, me and Chris had this talk in the office. Like me, Chris, Stephen, and Aaron had this talk in the office. If I was balling so hard that being a sugar daddy wouldn't affect me, then yeah, I know I would sugar daddy some up because you know, fuck it. But at the end of the day. The sugar baby don't love you, and she don't desire you and want you, and that's what we want, you know? I think I've, well, I don't think, I, I feel strongly that I've definitely had some relationships where they might have just, like, didn't physically think I was attractive and right. until they met me, and they're like, oh, wow, his, like, energy is really warming, and then I slowly, like, made them laugh into, like, oh, God, I think this guy's really fun. Oh, my God, he's, like, cool, and... And then I know he's a man ho, so he's probably had some experience with what he's doing. Oh, my God. And then, like, I mean, fine, maybe I could go see, like, you know, possible lawn or something. And they do whatever. But then I think after we fuck several times and, and whatever, and if they're not annoying and they're chill, and then, like, I, I don't see any evil intention because some of them, like, hide the intention. It just depends on how long they hide it for. Yeah. Guys and girls. Yeah. But... 
every now and then you don't sense anything, so you're just like kind of like, oh, I kind of dig this. But then the other, the player in you is like, no, Mike, don't get caught up. Send her home. No, you can't call her three nights in a row. Don't text her, Mike. And then I find out some of my relationships come from the girl who always shows up or like is reliable like just being reliable in life like gets you gets you into healthy relationships sometimes and you know like there's been a couple girls that I'd hit up late at night and they never said no and they always came through and they probably brought some cheeseburgers with them or something or you know there was there was this one girl I fucked off and on for a little over a year we weren't like committed or anything but she damn sure tried to tell everyone we were which kind of made me really uncomfortable but uh she would massage me so hard you remember that real skinny girl with the big titties? Mm-hmm. She had the the Florida tattoo on her. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, Miguel's like waving. No, no, no. Um, I had to think about her name, anyways. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, like she was sweetheart. She was like giving me gifts and stuff. Like went to Zales and bought me some jewelry, which I still have. Um, and she would massage me so hard, so good. She'd put me to sleep, and I'd be like sleeping. And sometimes I remember I'd rob be like, "Yo, is he sleeping?" And she's like, "Yeah," and. You can tell Rob's like, oh, but you're still massaging him? And I was like, I told her, like, yeah, please massage you him. love physical touch. Like yeah, that. I, l- I like that touch shit, man. I like, I like not too much because, like, I don't have to be that guy that's, like, holding my girl's hand when I'm in public 24 hours a day. I don't have to be that guy. But your relaxation, you like you like Natural, touch, yeah. natural shit, you know? So, um... I'm that dude, I'm not going to lie. Like, like whatever, I'll tell you the truth. I'll bring, like, a girl over, and we're chilling, and... Everybody here knows I'm like fucking her and stuff, and then she'll like start leaning and touching my hand, I'm like what the fuck are you doing? You're like getting all <laughs> embarrassed and shit. Yeah. And I'm like everybody knows you're staying the night with me here. Everybody, and they'll like lean on me, like get the fuck away from I don't want to fuck. Because I look yeah. at the homeboys and I just see the smile. And you know, on I'm face. Wait, you know I'm on oh. proud looking. Like what's going on? What's that motherfucker? I've doing? got like three videos of Mike catching me like kissing some girl in the corner, and I'm like oh, kissing yeah. her, and then he's like got him, and the whole fucking room's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we laugh. Those are good times though when I catch but I you like, slipping. Yeah, but I don't like I do like also when I like a girl and, and we're having a good time and I like her, I do want her to come out. I don't mind I'm not a big hand holder, but I don't mind like being sitting like next to each other and kinda like leaning up. And I do love couch when end of the night when it's like three, four in the morning and we're kicking it after a party, it's like that. I do love when a girl's laying on me on the couch and we're just laying there. That end of the night, like, sort of cuddle, it's relaxing. It's almost, like, rewarding. You're like, hey, you know. We, we talked about this before, and I, I, I feel like I have to reiterate it, but I, I definitely found myself now being the guy that I hated when I was a young, young man. Like, oh, he's got a car, and yeah. he's got enough money to buy her Olive Garden. Fuck, how do I compete? <laughs> how can I compete hey, with baby, this? Hey, baby, get both sauces. The Alfredo and Marinara. We're just going to put it on my Amazon card. <laughs> you know, like, when you get to that level, like, all right, guys, you're going to have, like, a lot of guys get uh, very bitter when they see, like, the women I've had in my life, and they always say like really nasty like just complete bullshit stuff like oh, how much you pay her like i've never physically paid for sex yeah i've bought several homies blowjobs and and colombian prostitutes but i never physically paid for it for, to, yeah. for myself you know and you can easily do that by hey i give you a hundred and you give it to her and it didn't no <laughs> i mean that's a joke but but you you can confess it. You can, yeah, you can, yeah. You can. You've never you've never you've never paid cash money 
or negotiated a deal like that of any sorts for sex. Yeah, and I'm also like the most ethical scummy fuck that you would think I'm scummy, but I'm more ethical than most people think because they think like I know guys that I've I've met and been around where they're like, yo, baby, come to the bathroom. I got some of this coke. Yeah. And I know bitches that literally are dating a guy because he's getting her blow or, or fucking God it's knows what else. It's disgusting when I see that because it's disgusting for both people. But, like, if you're a dude and, and that's what you do, it, that's just disgusting. You know what I'm saying? Like feeding drugs to be. And we've known people. Oh, who, yeah. who that was their thing, and it's disgusting. It's their game because they're like, hey, 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 uh, I got some of this, uh, blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, Ugh. and the Falcon and, comes down. And that's a guy's game. Everyone knows a guy like that. They met him at a party. Yeah. He's like, he's the dude who's serving up the blow, or he's got the X pills, or whatever the fuck, Molly, whatever the fuck y'all be calling these, with these drugs and shit. I can't keep up with everything no more. Um, I want a I, drug name like Timothy. I was at EDC this weekend. And which is this huge, it's called EDC, the Electric Daisy Carnival. And it's like this huge three-day fucking electronic music festival. It's in downtown Orlando. It is like a mile and a half, two miles from my house. And at my house, I can hear the bass shaking all night. So most of you probably already know what it is. So I don't have to explain it and shit. I'm so naive. Uh, Courtney goes, look, I just found some acid. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And it's this little square. And I gave it to Poop Boy and he ate it. And and it would just turn out to be a piece of confetti. I thought it was... Because I had seen acid before. I had the cops, you know, set set me up. They put, you know, a bunch of acid in my... Oh, that's a whole other story. Poop Boy was like, this acid was made out of plastic. And and, and I'm joking. Poop Boy was like the fucking, uh, the drug dog. Like, oh, I'll take it. Let me find out what this drug (laughs) is. Let me test this. Steven's like a drug tester. I put it on his hand. He's like, oh, man, that's 20% fentanyl, buddy. I'm going to go ahead and hide this in my butt so nobody gets it. (laughs) Right, all right. Like, some people collect NFTs and fucking baseball cards. He just likes collecting drug experiences. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, this one time I did this. Yeah. Fucking next thing you know. I did peyote with a Mexican shaman, woke up butt naked, fist fighting a shark <laughs> best labor day ever <laughs> anyway give me some of that ass and put it in my butt <laughs> but yeah, you, we see guys all the time that like their game is to be like hey girl hey girl go, hey, come here come here come on let me tell you something hey listen uh yeah so what's up what are you doing <laughs> it's like their whole job is like their game every guy has like different game i'll tell you i'll tell you three games i noticed here that are shitty that, that I run into all the time. These are the three three new toads I'm going to add here. I don't know if we talked about these toads before. I've talked about many toads. But w- shit game. One, the follower. There are dudes who will be, just follow a girl all night long. I didn't touch on that one, but go ahead. Yeah, and, and the thing that is, to me, I never thought about it till this weekend. A girl brought it up to me and changed my whole perspective. I was like, dude, that dude is following you. It's so fucking weird. She's like, it's terrifying. And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, I don't know how desperate he is. And I was like, holy shit, I've always thought of the guy following you as being creepy. I never put myself into the mindset of it's fucking terrifying that this guy is following her everywhere she's going. And she knows his intentions are he wants to hook up with her and she doesn't know where her skin. Yeah. She doesn't know what his limits are. You know, is he a rapist? Is he just a weirdo? And you've got like, you know, in in our situations, if he's trying to buy my OnlyFans, yeah, I don't know. know, But you got to assume the worst. Because for, for safety reasons, if somebody's like if somebody was following us around and we knew they were following us, we're going to check this motherfucker because we instantly think the worst. We kicked a dude out that had been a member for a long time, super douchey, and he was bringing a camera here, and he kept asking girls to go out to the car oh, and do yeah. like a photo shoot with them. 
And after, like, the second girl, because, you know, there's always that one girl that feels like, yeah, fucking fuck this guy. He didn't give me my money. You know, sometimes yeah. dealing with disgruntled strippers, you never know, like, You who's... never know what's the real deal. She's like, yeah. kick this guy out of here. The money he gave me was wet. Yeah. <laughs> like, She's like, hold up, hold on, slow down. What, he gave me change. Go fuck him. Beat his yeah. ass. This guy only gave me $500. And then, and then strippers can come you with another thing, like, hey, sorry to bother you. This guy keeps trying to stick his thumb in my pussy. Can you, like, oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> Get him out of here. And they'll come so nice, like, hey, I really don't want to ruin your experience anyway. He had, like, a knuckle in me, and I was wondering if you can kick him out of here. Which we gladly do. We gladly we, do. We uh, are very quick and swift with the justice. If we think, like, you're coming from a just situation and you have obviously have seen something we didn't see, then we normally we normally side with the woman's side. Here's the thing, and I don't have this is not always. Yeah, this is Mace. This probably is irrational and it's bad logic. And I I understand that people who are going to hear this are going to be like Miguel, what the fuck? But my experience has been when a woman tells me like, hey, this guy over here has been grabbing my pussy, and I, I don't want him doing that on the stripper stage. And I come up to the dude, I rarely get a guy going like, oh my god, no, that never happened. They're always like. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that's why I kick him out so quick. Because I've rarely had a guy be like, Miguel, please, you must understand that never happened. And then I'm torn because I'm like, oh god, like you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, I have to, Yeah, but generally, I'm talking a hundred percent of the interactions we've had, and you've been there. They're like, oh, sorry. Uh, um, can I tell her I'm sorry? Oh, <laughs> like, I cannot. These are not horse. I can fuck. I thought you could fuck anything. Yeah, here. and it's like, what the fuck? That always blows my mind too. When they're like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what pisses me off is that when like dudes think that just because they're here partying having fun that they're just like 100% cool to fuck them or they're like they're prostitutes or something which I have nothing against prostitutes obviously y'all yeah, know consent I- comes with consent there's no other area to it you know it's not like oh, I paid her a hundred bucks to grind on my dick what do you mean I can't just take it so guys like they ruin the pussy economy when they put it up such on a high pedestal and then they're the first ones to be cranky and call a girl whore or something well, because they don't feel like going along with their advancements. We talk about this all the time. They feel they're owed something. And here's the deal. You're owed nothing. I'll give you this. You're owed respect. Everybody's owed a, a, a amount of decency and respect. But, man, I'm going to tell you, based on the interactions we've had here, most of the time any of these girls that are dancing with these guys and stuff – they're not hustling them. They're we, not we're, doing we're anything. Not taking, we're not taking cuts of anything. Yeah. Everyone thinks that, like, I'm a pimp or some shit or we're running a brothel. No. Like, people literally think that this house is, like, you come here and you go pick a girl and we you We make her. zero money off of any of the girls who dance or do anything here. What we know, though, I'll tell you the truth, we're not idiots. We know girls dancing and a party vibe is going to make everything better. And we know that our content's going to be better. Our parties are going to be better. Our interactions are going to be better. Which is why we uh, don't want a cut of their money. We want them to be happy to be here because they know they're making I love money. when girls leave here and they're like, I made a thousand dollars there tonight. We had we had girls all, all Halloween weekend trying to uh, give yeah. us money and we're like, no, you're good. Keep it. And they're like, you sure? Yeah. I brought... Uh, the, there I'd was be like, oh, maybe you can clean up that goddamn floor or some shit. Take up some trash or some shit. You know, that's a different story. I you walked... Uh, these guys wanted like a thousand dollars in change. I got them a thousand dollars in ones and I was going out there to give it to them and I said, I saw Oklahoma. I said, come here. And I gave her the money. I said, go walk over there and give them the money. And she came over there and brought them the money money and the minute she gave them the money it started going right back to her yeah and that's the thing i want especially like that your girl your oklahoma you came all the way here from fucking out west to dance and hang out and have fun i want you to leave with a bunch of money because 
it just helps our experience. And then these girls, the ones who the ones who have worked with us for a long time, they're cool as fuck. They bring people. They, they how many times, honest Mike? I'll tell you this. I don't know how many times girls have tried to give us money. They're like take a cut, take time. a cut. But the reason we just don't want that is it's like we want you to come here and dance, make all the money you can, so that your experience is so good. You will tell other people about it. They will come, and you're giving the guys who are here having a good time and experience. We have so many girls who jump on stage. Courtney, uh, Bianca, make a bunch of money for the other strippers and don't take a dime. Yeah, you know they'll just go on stage, start dancing, and then people will throw money at them and they'll throw it right back to the girls. It's just like good energy. You ever notice like the girl? Working the club, the one that's always making no money is always one with the shittiest attitude. Yeah, and, and like you always, it, it's if someone thinks you're having fun, then they just want to have fun with you. Yeah, it's, it's kind a of vibe. like it kind of goes back to you know the one on one on how to like have good social interaction with women. If you if you go at every social interaction with a woman as a heterosexual male, and you are, are expecting like a like a like a sealed deal, like yeah. fucking thing, then you're gonna be disappointed more than than more than than often because you're already looking at it the wrong way. Because you never know like who they are, what they do, what they've been through. You might meet someone that's actually like fun to hang out with, or or has a hot sister or girlfriend, yeah. or she's got the hookup at McDonald's and she knows the flurry machine's still running so she's gonna slide you a McFlurry late at night she's gonna send you that text no matter what they say tell them Angela said you want a McFlurry yeah and, and they're the gonna put is, it in a large cup if, if you treat her good and then you girls feel more safe the ones that aren't slut shaming obviously they feel better when there's other girls around so when they know you're not like some dude living in an apartment all by yourself or in this house or whatever, and you ain't got no one vouching for you. Like, I normally, in my mind, when another girl shows up here and they see my girlfriend or another girl, I'm like, look, I didn't kill and rape them all. They're still here. Like, they're, they, they, they're living. I got, I've got, I got uh, living testimonies here. You got to go to the second page of Google. The whole first page is just lies. It's like, you know. This house already has so many, like, oh, my God, I heard one time. And normally the stories are, like, exaggerated troops or they're just, like. Sometimes there's six stories put together with an ending that never happened. Yeah. You know, I'm like, all of those things occurred, but the girl didn't die. Like, that's just a lie, you know? Like, like a girl uh, I met downtown, she's like, oh, my God. I heard about your Halloween party. I want to come. When's the next one? I was like, oh. Halloween. I was like, you should come to my birthday party. She's like, oh, you don't have nothing. When's your birthday? I was like, December. She's like, oh, what about November? I was like, oh, we have a November party, but you don't want to go to that. Yeah. She's like, what do you mean? No, I want to go. I was like, no, no, no. It's a Veterans Day party. You don't want to go to that one. You don't want to go Because that one's a tough sell, you know, because you're like, oh, shit, these motherfuckers are having a free blowjob party. And if you're not comfortable in your own skin and your sexuality, all of a sudden, you see this dude, and you like hear that he's giving away fucking blowjobs to veterans. That's, I had a girl- that's gonna set the the tone a little. You're gonna have to do some backpedaling to make sure she doesn't feel like it's weird. I had know? a girl hit me up that you know she wanted to come to the Halloween party, and then she was like, "I can't make it to the Halloween party." I was like, "Cool." And then like two days before the veterans party, she said, "Hey, I'm free on Thursday. Can I come to the veterans party?" And I was like, "No, <laughs> like I don't want you to see me blowjob wrangling and yelling at dudes. Put your dick away. You've already got it sucked." Yeah. You know? 
because they'd be cheating too. Like one guy was. Well, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, so, in case so every you... year. So let me let me start up with the preamble to set everybody up, yeah, guys. Yeah. Let me pretend like you've never heard of us before. My name's Miguel Colon. This is Mike Busey. We're joined Hello. in studio with Chris and with Stephen. And today we're going to talk about our Veterans Day party. Now, this is Mike's tenth Veterans Day party or event that he's thrown. It started out back in the day with Mike literally calling up, uh, having vets hit him up, and he would uh, give him his credit card number if, if he had to, or order pizzas for him and send him to their barracks or wherever they were at. That escalated into an event that we had at Sausage Castle 7 that involved taking vets out to medieval times uh, and having Jenny Jizz and the come artist, her husband, attend. And Jenny Jizz's passion is blowing dicks. She is an adult actress whose passion, may I, may I be emphatic, her passion is blowing fucking dicks. And she loves it to the point where the actual uh, November 11th Veterans Day is Jenny Jizz and the come artist, her husband, Mike's anniversary. Yeah. And the only thing they want to do on their anniversary is have Jenny blow a bunch of dicks. Jump to Sausage Castle 8. We've had her here four or five times. I can't remember. I think she's done three. six of them six with, here, with With here or so no? one at the old, old castle? And five here. Yep. And every year it's got bigger and bigger. We've got a lot of media for it. And uh, so we throw a big veterans party. And the thing with the veterans party is we get barbers uh, who donate their time to do haircuts over here. Shout and dope Leo. barbers. Leo brought four barbers who did ten haircuts each in fucking two and a half, three hours. That's fucking ridiculous. And these boys can fade it up. Uh, actually, we need to hit Leo up because I need to get my shit taken care of. I'm wolfing right now. Yeah, me too. Uh, but these guys hooked it up. We had uh, members like Dink and, and Tree and Poop Boy here helping serve food. We And so at our Veterans Day event, the veterans get free beer. They get entertainment. They get free food. They get free haircuts. And, of course, uh, well, we had uh, we had Orlando Can- the Florida Cannabis Coach himself here uh, giving out free CBD to vets and everything. Shout out to Scott. Um Doug with the national anthem. Doug rocking the national anthem. We had a bunch of girls. You did from, some stand up. Yeah, I did some stand up. We had a bunch of girls from the local clubs come out to dance for the guys. Yep. And uh, at the end of the night, the celebration is ended with uh, Jenny Jizz yep. performing oral sex for free to any of the veterans who choose. Hundred percent free. All you gotta do is pull your dick out and be a veteran. I mean, it's it. If you're all ladies are always welcomed, and I'm I'm always surprised every year. That there'll be a girl that never imagined would like want to mm. come and experience it, and there's always a handful. Yeah, and they're there till the end, just watching it. And yeah, like, they're excited. They got their arms folded. They're like, kind of move out of the way. I can't see. And they're all like, because it gets a little, it gets a little chaotic. Have you ever uh, been to like a, a school cafeteria? Everyone's trying to eat. Well, imagine everyone pulling their dick out and trying to bum rush a line. There's one mouth there ready to get just suck all the wieners. And uh, look away, it's about to get gay, guys. Oh yeah, she. Jenny Jizz is just... She is notorious for taking two wieners. She's fucking pterodactyl. Jacking them pterodactyl. Like, oh, oh, oh. You know, she's going down on them like a circus seal. Just... Uh, uh, uh. And then sometimes you're like, oh, she's neglecting that one. Yeah, no, yeah. Here she t- comes. Here it comes. Oh. oh, now she's giving that one too much time. Like, I'm oh, watching her form. It's like she's dancing with maracas. <laughs> she's just like rocking. But then... The Jenny Jizz special happens. And you don't tell any of these guys that she does this. It's sort of the secret uh, coup de gras. Yeah, She'll take two wieners. This part I get very uncomfortable. Oh, I hate this part. And touch them together. 
And the, the face of the guys who didn't see this coming, and all of a sudden, Chris, did you see any dudes get their wieners touched this time? It was great. I watched these two dudes, and they were just like... Well, I hope the footage was good, Chris, because I did. <laughs> were you filming it? I had the high angle. Oh, the, the, the <laughs> bird's eye. Oh, the bird's eye view. Well, I hope the bird's eye view caught what I saw, because I saw I it. I saw the two guys, and they're getting all into it, and they're like, oh, yeah, I got this hot milf. What's that rubbing my dick? And he's just looking. It's another... Like, she instantly just turned them by and like now they can never say if anybody's ever like hey man you ever rub your dick on another dude's dick like ah. <laughs> i'll tell you what the, the whole thing uh wholeheartedly comes from a good place and it's it doing is, the lord's work it is a very um it's a very uh sentimental blowjob because the the blowjob comes from her facilitated by me and my team and i'm very proud of it because as always, you can thank a veteran for their service, or you can give them this, that, you know, pat on the back. But some of these guys, they um, they just want their dick sucked. Yeah. And some of them don't have a problem at all. A lot of them don't have a problem getting it. But some of them, you know, if you lack certain social skills, uh, working up to the blowjob, that's definitely uh, yeah. a couple bases beyond some people's, uh, their skill level. You know, it's like, ooh, that, I'm on like the 12th. Episode World of Mario. I don't know how to jump to this fire ring. How do I? How do I get to that part? And and I think that kind of goes back to you know you, you think most most veterans they went straight from high school eighteen yeah and they went and into the military for at least four years if not longer and they were given and told what to do for those four years and a lot of their homies left college or dropped out or went to go work for mom and pa places or, or whatever, however they jumped into the workforce, they sometimes need that little extra camaraderie. That's what we all branches of service are here and they all kinda click up and stuff and you can you can you know, you normally can tell which ones are more excited to be here than others. Someone's like, Oh fuck this uh, you know, I'm just here. Some dudes leave during the blowjobs and I'm like, the barbecue's not that great. Yeah. Like, what was, what was your sell from coming here? You just drove from Wyoming to yeah. get the free haircut? Free haircut. So you saved yourself a whole lot of yeah. money. But yeah, that's, that's the cool thing about it because a lot of them come here and it's not just a blowjob. The blowjob is like the sensationalism of like what got your attention. Right. On the that's flyer. the big part of the flyer to get your attention. It's like, oh, psych. It's like the preacher serves beer church. Yeah. We get you with the the free blowjob. Next thing you know, you're getting your haircut. You're, we're filling your stomach. You're meeting some other cool people. The big part about and it is meeting some other cool people. Like, you know, like a lot of guys, and I'm going to say this, man, and maybe I'm talking out of turn. A lot of the guys that come from the free blowjobs, I talk to them, and they're, they're like, yeah, I don't, you know, my buddies don't live here anymore. They don't have their buddies around. Yeah. You know, so being here gets them around other guys we we bust their balls we make them we make them talk and hang out with each yeah, other we, we had Miguel's comedy and and some of the things I say in my heartfelt speeches as they're about to get their dick sucked it's it's very uh, raw and and very dark but it's very real and people that served in the military they can handle that they like that yeah. those are the people that probably enjoy this podcast because they don't want to hear the sticky, hey, what's up, guy? You're listening to fucking <laughs> Bob and Bart. This is JB and the Eagle on WCCY. <laughs> yeah, no one wants to hear that bullshit. And, and we're just lucky to have you guys listening and we're sharing our real life experiences. How and, dope. And it's cool to just talk about what happened last weekend. This is this Back in the day, this podcast, which was called a radio show, 
was just really a recap of what the fuck happened uh, every week in my life. And it's kind of what it's become now because uh, this is the first time we don't have nothing to plan for a month. We literally yeah. went from Halloween. It's my most wonderful <laughs> time of the year. Miguel's like, thank God. And, oh. and the house is still has not recuperated from Halloween. We haven't recuperated. Yeah, I'm, I'm Physically, we're just beat. I, I did thought, at EDC. Like I was literally there for Friday and Saturday. I got there about eight o'clock, and I didn't get home to about seven a.m. each I th- night. I, I thought about this with Jenny though. How dope would it be to sneak Jenny into barracks across the country? Like, can you imagine just being like, "Hey guys, this is Jenny Jizz. She would like to suck everyone's dick in this barrack." That would just be like people would you would see how punk people were because if you talk to them thirty minutes before I'm like hey I got this hot milf that wants to come over here and suck your dicks everybody be like bring her right here I'm down and then you show up with her and they're like oh well oh, I've been out to eat with them before when she's propositioning the waitress like yo can I suck your dick and then he gives all Mister TGI Friday hey guys what's up he's like well uh, uh, uh. next thing you know like yo where the fuck is our drinks at this motherfucker been in the back for fifteen minutes like what's going on he's like all nervous and get scared and shit we went to. Uh, Twin Peaks I went and had dinner with her the cum artist her children uh, and I went to go meet up with her this is last year or, before or our, our age our age and support their mom and everything she yep. does they and know I, and I went to have dinner with them uh, before uh, last year's Veterans Day to kind of go over stuff. Here's the thing about Jenny. She's very nervous Miguel, about this yeah. stuff, too. Miguel's got a map out and she's like, all right, listen. <laughs> yeah. Charlie's coming. going to outflank us here, so we've got to come straight up to the middle. I'm like, Jenny, if you can suck the outer cordon's cocks, I'll hold the inner cordon. <laughs> I'll be third in the stack. Uh, so we're, we're, uh, <laughs> we're out to dinner and uh, J- Jenny is the sweet, the sweet, she's like a sweet mom, you know? She's like the hot MILF soccer mom that invites you in to come inside and you're like whoa she's kind of hot yeah and then, but then she's like hey y'all boys want some cookies but you heard cookies but what you really heard was blowjobs yeah so you're getting kind of all hot and horny and then you're like damn i you know i just might fucking I'm, i might just fucking try to get 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 a nasty in real quick you know what yeah I mean? about sneak in a little bit of that well we go to dinner we're sitting there at dinner we're hanging out um juicy jen was with us and we're talking and I said, I said to the cum artist, I said, I'm fucking beat, bro. He was like, you want like an espresso or something? I was like, nah, man. He was like, you want Red Bull? I was like, nah. He's like, you, you want Jane suck your cock? And she was like, would that wake you up, honey? And I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm just really tired. me to sleep. I'm like, I'm just really tired. I'm beat. And he's like, all right, man. He's like, just, you know, let me know if you want something. She was like, yeah. She was like, honey. She was like, if, and this is, I swear to God, I swear, voice. She goes, if you want me to suck your cock, you got to do it before my food comes because I ordered something spicy. <laughs> <laughs> She's a sweetheart. She's such a sweetheart. Yeah, man. Which, uh, ladies, I, I, I'm sure I'm the first person to tell you this, but if you're ever having a disagreement with your husband or your boyfriend and you want to just end that shit, just put his dick in your mouth and start sucking. Because I yeah. guarantee you, even the asshole of asshole, about 30 seconds into that blowjob, he'll oh, shut the oh, fuck yeah. up. And then... After he busts a nut, he'll probably go to sleep and be hungry and then just pass out. Yeah. So It's like if a bear's attacking, you just start jacking him off. Yeah. He's like... <laughs> Next thing you know, he's like feeding you salmon maybe and honey. Maybe that's what Jane did to King Kong. She jacked him off, and that's why he was in love with her. And fucking- she'd have to hold the dick, wrap herself around it, and just... Scoot. She'd have to like climb like you're climbing a tree on King Kong's dick. Yeah. Who, who do you think... Who, Oh God! Here we go. All right. What, what are you? What are you fucking? Who would yeah. you? This, is this one of these metaphoric yeah. questions? Who? Who? 
if they were the same size, who would who would have a bigger dick, King Kong or Godzilla? Same size. I'm gonna say King Kong. Me too, because I think a mammal's dick is bigger than like a reptile's yeah, dick, right? And those reptile dicks be sliding up inside. Yeah, of you. they're weird. Like, probably they're probably hook shaped with fucking tentacles. I saw a monkey dick that had a bigger dick than mine. <laughs> anyways, so I got pictures of it. What monkey had a bigger dick than yours? Uh, this I forget his name, but uh, I was with David Weathers, Wild Boys, Jackass David. We were at his house uh, in Fort Myers, Florida, and he. Uh, Damn, what the fuck is this monkey's name? Uh, I like how you remember so many monkey names. Guys, we'll be riding somewhere. Mike will be like, yeah, yeah, there's that monkey Tonto and Hercules. I couldn't stand Hercules. And he like, rem- he's texting David Weathers right now no, to I'm, get the I'm trying monkey to, name. I'm trying to find that. Uh, I got a photo of this this monkey's dick. It's fucking huge, bro. This monkey's dick is like, I was I looked. I was like, God damn, this monkey got, this monkey got a big ass dick. I was like, what the fuck? And I was just like, I was like, oh, man, this sucks, man. My fucking <laughs> It's fucking. It wasn't even a big ass. It wasn't even. A it wasn't big even ass. a big dick. It was just bigger than your dick. It was just a long, skinny, like pencil, real pink, fucking monkey dick. I tell you, I had, I had. It was a girl here. I ain't named names, but she was uh, watching porn, and this dude had a beefy dick, but it wasn't like a porn star dick. And she was like, oh, look at that small dick. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, I've heard that before. I'm like, yeah, you're going to be real disappointed with <laughs> yeah. my dick. I guess we're just going to do a lot of talking. You know? Yeah. That's why, like, when I hear chicks like, I only fuck black guys. Like, oh, I know what that translates to. <laughs> you don't like small dicks either. Yeah. So I'm out. I am. Um, Not that all white guys have fucking small dicks. I know there's the, the biggest dick I did see on Veterans Day was the black guy's dick. And that dude. So that dude came with this woman. Waste of a dick, though. Big ass dick's too big. Couldn't barely get, couldn't get hard. Couldn't even do it. Waste of a dick, man. Like if you have a what's big, the, what's the point of having a dick so big you can't get it hard? Mm-mm. Like if you have a dick that big, you need a spotter to fucking just like hold him and aim him for like, you. I, I ain't gonna lie, I, I ain't in no his dick was the size of a forearm. No lie, it, it was a forearm dick. And I literally at one point saw him jacking off the top of his like mushroom head. Yeah, and at the bottom, and it, it looked like a baseball bat when you when you little league when you gonna see who goes to first and you just go up the baseball bat. I was like, God damn, must be nice. But then about thirty minutes into it, he still ain't fucking busting. Or get fully hard. Like I was a, like, oh, that's like a Ferrari. You can't drive, player. It's like a Brontosaurus. It's got a brain in the bottom of the dick and a brain in the top of the dick. Look at that big ass elephant trunk. Yeah. Fucking ashy, dark, fucking just could not get hard. <laughs> Look lazy as fuck. Big ass dick couldn't do shit. It was veiny, too. Like, it was veiny. Like, his dick looked like it had been working out. It got a good juice of a pump going on. And he came He came with that woman that uh, was an older woman who does, uh, she organizes, like, swinger events. And me and her had been talking about coming to check out the castle. She came, he came with her? He came with her. And that's her homeboy. She was All like, right. hey, she hit me up. She's like, hey, I got a, a guy who lives down. How, how many inches do you think that dick was? Let's go 11. back. 11. 11? 11 inches. Yeah, at least, I would, yeah. dude, I would say at least 12 or 13, maybe 13. Yeah. Max, but... Ten, no matter what. Yeah, no, small, no smaller than ten. A quarter yard. Chris, you, said, you know what dick I'm talking about, Chris? Don't, don't, don't I, like you don't Everybody remember the dick. Everybody knows the dick we're talking. Stevie, then, you saw the dick. Girthy wise, can we be honest? Was, he, it's he, like, had it, he had it both. He had, he the, had the girth and the lean. I was like, God damn it! But he couldn't. He couldn't get that motherfucker ready. He, he, it was just like, brr. I'm glad I didn't see it hard. I would probably kill myself. I would have hung myself over his dick. He, I would have Epstein myself on his dick. His dick was so so long. He was like a big ass tie. I got, I got tied myself around his dick and hung myself off the chair. He hooked up with one of the girls that was here. Oh, of course and then he late, did. And then later on at night, at like four in the morning, she came knocking on my door, and I was like, What do you think we can do? Like, what, what, what do you want from me? You want me to put my foot in it? I just saw <laughs> I saw a small African child's arm. 
go in and out yeah. of, of fucking you. I watched a crocodile put its tail inside of you, and now you want you want my thirty eight special snub nose revolver inside you. It's like, nah, baby, my dick don't have ice on uh, it. And usually I'm like, well, at least I got a wide dick, and I'm like, young lady, my dick, my dick could, my dick could stealthily recon inside that pussy without anyone knowing what was going on I after put, it was done. I could have put like twenty two in my dicks inside that dude's dick. Batman could have parked his car and the fucking bat jet with like seven different kinds of suits and Vicky Vale would come walking down the stairs in that pussy after it was done with that dick. You got me beat. I was going to try to top you until you started talking about all the veils and shit. Fuck, that was a big ass dick. Yeah, a fucking midget could do a pull up on it when it was hard. <laughs> Just like, Argh. it was big. And there's the thing. Anytime I see a big ass dick like that in person, and guys, in our industry, we're seeing more dicks in person than you, you know. Yeah. But anytime, because if you're if you're like if you're in a situation, someone's like, "Yup, I knew they were gonna go in the dicks eventually." Hey, in this episode, to. if you're like anywhere where you're showering with people, you can't be Peter peeping. So you don't, you shouldn't. If you're taking showers with other men, if you're in the military, you're in air, you're you're some sort of first responder, you're in prison, <laughs> you should not know the size of anyone's dick because you're not Peter peeping. But when you're organizing a blow bang and you're trying to make sure everything's going right. And you know that Jenny is a fucking size queen. You're always, always in the back of mind. I'm always hoping. I hope somebody here's got a big dick because I know how fucking mad she gets when there's not yeah, a big dick. And when that dick came out, here's the thing, too. Jenny sucked about 10 guys' dicks at this party. Uh, whenever she only sucks like 10 people's dicks. My she's lawyer, like, it's like, question, uh, f- asking for a friend. So how many dicks did she <laughs> suck tonight? Jenny sucked about 10 dicks at this party. And usually, Jenny's always like, oh, man, I wanted more dicks. I really feel that this giant dick was so satisfying to Jenny. When it was done, she was just like, I'm done. Like, I heard her jaw pop. She had to open her mouth like a snake. <laughs> you know what? It just unhinges. <laughs> it was like Beetlejuice when Alec Baldwin pulls his. It's like when you see in the Everglades when his anaconda swallowed an alligator and they start regurgitating it slower. Jenny just got to work on that big old dick. Yeah, man. That dick was fucking. And the dude couldn't keep it hard. That's the thing. That's why I'm lucky, I, man. There's photos. Uh, we'll be uploading those. By the time you get this podcast, uh, you'll be seeing them live. If you want to see this big-ass dick lay across her entire fucking chest. Yeah. It just lays down. It's like, just, it looks like. Uh, it was uh, matte black in color, too. <laughs> like like no an episode shine. of fucking Swamp People where they fucking um, yeah. throw the alligators out of the boat and they just flop it down. When he pulled it out, it moved like a snake. It was like. It's still alive. Cut its head off. <laughs> it's going to spit venom everywhere. Asp. Very deadly. <laughs> like what was cool, though, is I saw another <laughs> another brother pull up uh, on to the, the to the backside of him. He was catching the side swipes? No, nah, oh. he was get, he was warming it up, and he had he had a tiny dick. I, I, could, I would have thrown my dick in and make some. On, 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 if I had a good dick day, I would have been like, all right, what's up? I wouldn't have been ashamed. And I feel like subliminally every white dude looked at Anaconda dick. And I remember even joking around. I remember yelling like, somebody call Ice-T and J-Lo and make sure they're okay. It's Anaconda too. Someone call and check on their pontoon boat. I watched it like Ghostbusters and I was like, don't cross the beams, yo. <laughs> and I remember being like, damn, you know, every dude in here Black and white is like looking at giant black dick and small black dick. Yeah. And then, you know, they kind of don't want to make eye contact with the I mean, making eye contact when a bunch of dudes are getting a blowjob is never a good idea. But. The girl, hey, the girl who fucked him, uh, <laughs> I was there when he pulled his dick out. She was standing next to him. Her jaw dropped and then she cut in front of people to stand next to him while he was getting his dick sucked. Yeah, this dude's dick was so big that uh, even uh, uh, Juicy Jen was like uh, yeah. priming him up and shit. 
was like, Dennis got, got a team of fluffers over here. Yeah. It's like cool running. They got a whole bobsledding team behind him, fucking dressing out, trying to warm his dick out. Jamaica like, got a bobsled team. Yeah, no, this more. And, and, Feel the rhythm. Feel the ride. And here's the thing is. Look out, y'all. It's big dick time. Imagine this. A lot of these veterans that come, they know who, who we are and they know they have like a gist. Yeah. But some of these dudes literally got a text from one of their homies like, yo, we got to go to this free blowjob party. It's free yeah. for all vets. And they'll drive across the country to show up. And they sometimes they'll be like, yo, this is your house? I'm like, yeah. They yeah, don't even know. It's my house. And which is cool. But then sometimes you're just like, all right, man, well, fucking thanks for your service. Imagine imagine you offered strangers. Hope you strangers. enjoyed the goddamn fucking barbecue, yeah. blowjob, fucking haircut. Imagine, yeah, you, you told your, the strangers in your neighborhood, hey, come over to my house, get a free meal, we'll cut your hair, uh, we'll let you hang on to mechanical bulls and bounce houses, get your dick sucked. Free beer the, all night. Yeah, free beer all night, and then you can hang out and party. And then they walked up to you like, so what's up, man, this your place? I guess this is cool. Yeah. And I'm like, man. Must be nice. That's why you guys didn't win. You know? Must, must be nice. <laughs> and that and, and may I add though too, the giant dick dude, one more thing about him. At the end of the party, he comes up to me and he's like, Man, you're the nicest people ever. <laughs> he's like, These white motherfuckers let me come in jack of all their mocha mom's chest. And he had did you see he had his own jug of moonshine? He was pouring us all moonshine when he came in, and I was like, he Maybe that's why his go. dick went to sleep. That's what I told him. I said, man, you best have drank so much moonshine, your dick couldn't work. He goes, nah, I didn't drink enough. <laughs> oh, shit. He's like, my dick works drunk. I feel what that. Would you, wouldn't it be fucking, this is why, dudes, don't be getting in no devil's threesomes. Don't be fucking tag teaming unless you know your homie well. Because I can only imagine some chicks like, I want you, the fat one, and you, the sexy black one. I'm like, come on. We go back to the room. She's like, who's doing me from the back? Who's doing my mouth? And I'm like, all right, I'm up. I'll and then he mouth. puts out this 24 and a half foot dick. And then I'm like, mine looks like the measuring tape, but you haven't pulled out the tape. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the little metal pieces hanging out in yeah. the front. It looks like an upside Everyone's down. Everyone's like, okay, okay, Mike, Miguel, we get the idea. No, you don't get dick. the idea enough. This guy's dick was huge. It would you don't understand. You guys weren't there. Yeah, it would, like, to circumcise him took three days in scaffolding, you know? <laughs> it was like EDC. It was a music festival. Like, people had to show up days before. To camp out Survey on the dick. ground. Get the fucking laser out. Call in fucking code. Yeah, his STDs are visible by eye. His dick was so big. <laughs> Yeah, but if you are a member of MikeMusic.com, you get to watch all that live because we posted it on the Secret Snap. And uh, you also got to watch it, the replay, because it's right now on the member's feed. Go go be the judge for yourself. Yeah, check this out, you don't man. Believe, if you don't, it's like uh, LeVar from Reed Rainbow said, if you don't believe me, uh, don't take my word for it. Check it for yourself. Dun, dun, dun. Like, go check out. There's a, How long is the video, Steve? 35 minutes of gangbang blowjob with Jenny Jizz and veterans in my living room and throughout my house. Good, Some good, clean, fun time. You can go watch it. If you are not a member, you should go sign up. And uh, I know we got we got we got four sheets of four paper sheets of names of people who did get to watch uh, the fucking the the thing and, and surprisingly, here's the thing, I'm not here to judge you. The following names that we uh, are reading off in this show they may or may not really wanted to see this because we had a lot of people sign up 
And hey, here I am not here to judge you, but if it if that's what it fucking takes, I will follow Ginny Jizz and her husband from hotel room to dumpster back alley of every fine dine it's, steak steak fucking house. It's just so funny that all we're asking Ginny to do is come here and suck dick, and she wants so many meetings. <laughs> like <laughs> she's always just like, "Do you mind if 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 we get together earlier to go over this?" And I'm like, "Sure, Ginny." I go, I have drinks, I sit with them, we small talk, and I'm like, "So you walk in the living room." And you suck their cocks. And she's like, hold on, let me get a pen. Uh. <laughs> it's got to be a lot of pressure, though. Like, she's like a, a, a housewife. Her, her and her husband are, are successful business owners. Yeah. And uh, they do, like, contracting work and stuff. So they don't even do this for, like, money or anything. Nothing a lot of people think, it, yeah. like, oh, you're getting paid. Like, no, they're, they're, like, donating their time and their 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 mouth to... The appreciation of an idea I came up with several years ago on their fucking on wedding, their wedding anniversary. anniversary. Like, can you imagine that? Like, I don't think any couple in the world blows random dudes on their wedding anniversary. Like, and here's the thing. I was talking to old Shark Eyes about this. We were, we were hanging out in the room for a little bit. We were discussing this. And we came up with the idea that, honestly, and hear me out. I'm not mocking this. It's very Christ-like. No, it is. To be like... To put I'm yourself... Gonna, uh, put, yeah. Put others in front of your own desires and... Yeah. And, and I wants. mean, and, and, and then we said, and here's the joy. Jenny's doing something she loves. She's helping other people. She's she's having a blast with it. I mean, nobody's having more fun than her. But, you know, her and Mike, the come artist, they could be anything they want on there. They're rich. They could be in Rome tomorrow. Yeah. Anything. She wants to do this. But the reason she says she loves it is she says she loves making dudes come. If you said you love making people laugh, people would say you're amazing. If you said you love making people feel happy, they'd say you're great. We all know coming is probably the best feeling in the world next to a great shit. And that's why they've been married for 35 years. 35 years. And see, what can we take from Ginny Jizz and the Come Artist? We can take the simple fact that giving pleasure sometimes is better than receiving, just like in all gifts in life. Yeah. And those things that bond you... If you can lay aside your insecurities and and if you love someone so much that you're willing to let them suck so many random strangers' dicks, yeah. that is a beautiful... I tell you this. Because she enjoys it. The cum artist is one of the most secure men I've ever met in my life. And he jokes around, like, come on, you're going to suck that dick. And he's like, like, between him and me, like, making Mortal Kombat sounds like, finish him. <laughs> like... I was half sentimental and getting in my, like, American-spirited feels slash, like, God damn it, Steven, I told you to t- play Berlin, take my breath away, <laughs> follow my playlist. My jizz playlist. Yeah, like, I'm like, because there were times, you know, like. <laughs> play Berlin, take my breath away. Yeah, because these, like, these Scorpion guys. Scorpion wins a change, motherfucker. She's on her fourth dick. Fuck, has anybody listened to me? And it sucks because a lot of the guys see they were filming it, and then they're like, that's like half the room. It's like, out. Yeah. And then, you know, fucking Anaconda dick, she got fucking rustled and tussled like fucking J-Lo and Ice Cube. Yeah. And fucking. (laughs) (laughs) So. I saw her punch it at one point. Like. I almost kicked it. I was like, get that dick out of here. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah dick, yeah, get one out of here. Yeah, yeah. I've had horses in my living room with smaller dicks than that. And I have. And they shit it right on my floor. I got videos to prove it. Do I not? Do I not? 100%, 100%. I do. I do. I do. 
All right, so that dick was so big it made Brian out of put his shirt on. Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, I, got, yo, I got nothing here. Who invited this huge dick? Yeah. Jesus Christ! Uh, come on, come on, Joey. Let's go do push-ups. I did all these crunches <laughs> for nothing. You brought this big digger? Jesus Christ! What am I gonna what do? What am I supposed to do now? Impress her with my fucking mind? You know? oh, <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it, it, once again, Halloween huge success. Then immediately followed up by that Veterans Day huge success, and. Now we transition into December. I, I personally, I hate I hate Thanksgiving. I think it's fucking whack. I don't, I don't really get into it. It's kind of like uh, maybe it's the white in me. All the yeah. fucking dried turkeys I've had my whole life, and you know, Thanksgiving like, lost its appeal when I wasn't getting a day off school to hang out at home. Yeah. You know, like after that, it's just like, eh. Because here's the deal: I'm thankful every fucking day. I don't need. Motherfuckers dressing up like goddamn pilgrims and Indians and eating I shitty cranberries whenever the fuck I want because I'm a grown up. I, I think I think Thanksgiving has the worst fucking lineup. Like I don't care about dry ass turkey and yeah. pretending to uh, not hurt someone's family member's feelings. Yeah, sitting at a table and pretending like we don't have beef. It's like a mob funeral. <laughs> you know, you're just sitting there. You're like. Nice to see you, Jackie. Nice to see you, Miguel. How the kids? Good. You fucking cunt. Shut up. <laughs> like, you know, right? Especially now that things have, I feel, have been escalated. I want to uh, show. Yeah, I want to show politically and 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 financially. You know, like yo, you gonna fucking throw some money down these goddamn cranberry cans I got over here, you fucking bitch. I just want to sit at random people's Thanksgiving and in the middle of the food be like. So who'd everybody vote for? Oh, yeah. <laughs> there should be a show called Who the Fuck Brought This Asshole to Thanksgiving Dinner and Why Is He Fucking mm. Telling Us About How Fucked Up the Country Is. Hey, right everybody now. write on a napkin what you think about gun control, and then we're going to read them. Yeah. <laughs> this will be fun. Yeah. I, if you have a – I know there's – I know if you're listening to this show, you definitely have some disgruntled situations going on in your yeah. family. And we, we're glad you can uh, share that bond Thank, with us. Thanksgiving's a hard one to bring a girlfriend to. Because you're like, all right, I know I've told you in doses my family's fucking nuts, but you've never seen the all-star lineup of crazy and then tension, and then someone here is going to... This is this is the Thanksgiving blow-up that always happens. Uh, two people get into an argument, and then they point to like the new girl, and they're like, Please, this girl doesn't fucking come here to watch us argue, Marilyn. And then she's like, well, maybe she wouldn't have to watch you argue if you weren't always whoring. Fucking Christ! And then you're just sitting there and you're like, so, Uncle Al, still super far right? I want every color out of the country. Yes. <laughs> you're like, great. Yeah, She's from Thailand. You ever been to a family function and, and you look in the room and you don't even know who the fuck these people are? Like, yo, oh, am I related to this motherfucker? We're going to be in Puerto Rican. My mom would fucking pawn us off. She'd be like, this is one of your titis. Remember the word of the day? She, and what they mean is like her aunts. So I'm like, so my, my mom has nine sisters and two brothers. But my grandmother has like twelve sisters. You know what I'm saying? So it's big. So my aunt, my, my mom. Uh, you already lost me. I got a piece of paper and draw a yeah. fucking Puerto Rican family tree out. Uh, so, I, that's a lot of fucking spider webbing so already. I'd be gate. dropped off at a second cousin's house who I had never been exposed to, and they're trying to tell us we're sleeping in the same bed and we're like eight years old. And I'm like, how the fuck are you even related to me? And it's like, I never known them. My mom wants to hang out with her family, though. They're dancing and hanging out all night long. And I'm in some kid's room who I don't know. And he's like, listen, it's like stepbrothers. They're basically just looking at you like, you don't fucking touch the Nintendo. You ask if you want to play with the Ninja Turtle. And I was like, I'll take a goddamn Ninja Turtle if I want one. And then at the end of the night, I'm in bed. With the fucking another boy that I don't know. <laughs> Sitting there like this is the worst fucking time ever. 
Man, I remember one uh, one Thanksgiving. I was uh, in South Carolina. I was, I was staying at the foster home, and foster home Thanksgiving has to be shitty. Oh, it was horrible. Yeah, you can see a bunch of people who don't want to be there, but then some of them are like glad they're there. Like, what are you thankful for, Mike? That everyone dies. Yeah, it's and what's crazy is that there was two tables. There was like the adults. Uh, the real kids and the foster kids. <laughs> yeah, like the older ones and then, and then the younger, degenerate ones. I guess, can you guess which one I was sitting at? Yeah. And uh, there was a monkey <laughs> in a cage. Always. Seely was her name. And Seely, uh, when when uh, when they were done cooking, I was like, I can't eat this goddamn dry-ass fucking yeah. turkey. I would start throwing this shit into the cage. Well, I fucked up, got a little too greedy. Because they were like, yo, you got to eat all your shit. I ain't eating this goddamn fucking cauliflower yeah. fucking. Uh, all this bullshit. Br- I don't even. It was just the most horrible vegetables known to a fat person. Ever. Yeah. I was like, ugh. And I was, I, I threw a little too much into the cage. And uh, this, this is a true story, man. <laughs> this is so funny. I wish I wish I'd call my sister right now. Uh, foster mom comes. Oh, what the hell? And I go, I start apologizing, like, oh, God, oh, God, I'm about she, to get my ass whipped. She's like, God damn it, Celie, you puked everywhere again. And she, she thought <laughs> the fucking monkey had puked, and she pulls her out of the cage and beating the shit out of her with a frying pan. <laughs> and I feel so bad. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, yo, Celie. She beat the monkey with a frying pan? Yeah, yeah, because it was a baboon. You can, you can only do so much as a baboon. It was strong. <laughs> you can only do so much. I had diapers, whole outfit and shit. It got tape around his waist so it won't pull his diaper off. She starts beating the shit. I'm talking these old school, like, fucking cast iron frying pans. And if you've ever heard a baboon scream, like, I've never. It's like, it sounds like this. Hold on, let me see if I can do it. It's like the loudest. It's like the, peel, the pig squeal mixed in with a fucking aborigine fucking ape. Taking a fucking frying pan and to it. I'm looking at Silly like, I'm sorry, Silly, <laughs> but somebody had to go down for this dry ass, nasty. I just got too greedy. I should have just been like giving a little bit, a little bit. No, she started like, you know, because like these these monkeys ate these things called monkey biscuits and they were like these rock hard fucking like you couldn't. I tried chewing one time. It would break your teeth. It was it was like eating a rock. And these motherfuckers would put it in their in their fucking cheeks and shit yeah. and hold on to it. And, and then they would groom you and shit. And sometimes I'd pull up the chair and they would start grooming my leg. And that motherfucker would put me to sleep. But then uh, it felt good. It was like it was like a free we've, massage we've for learned, a monkey. We've learned where your massage thing comes from. Yeah. So like you these, were a monkey child. So these monkeys were like trying to pick off like insects and shit. And they'd go. And then but they would hold you tight. And they got real ass looking human ass little little fucking baby hands but they were their fucking tendons were like strong fucking baboon like elastic like these are the monkeys that would like if you got a car fell on you and you're about to die if it really wanted to get you out like no it would lift that shit up it was strong a strong motherfucker i got in fist fights with this fucking motherfucker you ever got punched by a monkey oh yeah no oh for sure oh for sure 100 for sure and they ball up a fist and hit you well, she she uh the foster mom had to like there was his who was nasty. She would change a diaper above the sink, and there was like this rail the monkeys would hold on to, and she would literally squirt their asses and change oh her God, diaper. Just like you do their you watch the monkeys get their ass squirt, and that's where you got the love of the bidet. No, nah, that's not till you want to be money. a monkey. <laughs> nah. So this monkey fucking. <laughs> she she actually just passed away like five years Seely ago. Seely did? Yeah. Oh, man. But uh, anyways. But How, monkeys live a while, huh? 
Yeah, they'll, they'll live like 30, 50 years. That's depending. weird to have a pet that's like 35 and angry. Well, so like there'll be times where I'd be up on the cage and I would chill and then it would like groom me and eventually it would start falling asleep and then it would just kind of like go limp. And then when you wake up, you look, you got to do real slow. It's like how you do your, your fuck burglar. Yeah, fuck burglar. You got to slowly slide away. Because if, if, if the monkey catches you, this particular monkey, if she caught me trying to move away too fast, then she would freak out and like claw you, like, like fucking grab you. And you don't want, there were, there were times some of the foster girls would get caught up and like, and they had long hair and shit and they would, that monkey would fuck them up. I don't know how the fuck the, the government let like all of us live in this house <laughs> with these fucking monkeys and these, and it was, it was. What's the worst monkey fight you ever got into? Oh, uh, there was this den that went downstairs. <laughs> I want to stop real quick as to how quick you had the answer for that. I know because this is the day I was like, "Wow, this is the day that I was." I was like a vision. This is the day like the zookeeper has to come out here and like tranquilize it. And oh, shit. And, and fuck a break on this episode. We're going straight through. I'm feeling the vibe, yo. Yeah, this this mo- the, uh, there was a there was a lot of shit on the walls, and I remember. They had the little leash and shit and stuff yeah. on it, and it was normally pretty good, but then uh, every now and then the monkey just wasn't having it, and it was like, no, I, I see the the rest of the, the yard and shit. There was this, this sliding door, under, there was like this uh, glass screen yeah. door type of situation. You look out of it, and sometimes... Uh, she would she would be chilling and watching like uh, fucking. Whatever, I see this soap monkey operas. on a rocking chair watching a soap opera and just slide side eyeing you. <laughs> no, me and the monkey, me and Silly, I love Silly, but like uh, there were times where like because she was in this foster situation too. You know, she's a foster kid really yeah, too. Because a lot a lot of the uh, there was a doctor. His name is Doctor Cecil in, in Columbia, South Carolina. It's a huge zoo there. And if the monkey rejected the the child, the, the child or the baby monkey, whatever you want to call them, yeah. Like it would have to either be put down or fucking they find the some baby place. would have to be put down. Yeah, yeah, they would like if it rejects it, they had to nurse it and stuff. Can and, I do that? I mean, I ain't feeling it. <laughs> I mean, we know plenty of moms, and we definitely know they ain't feeling it. But um, this uh, this particular day. Ooh, there was all kinds of stuff like antiques and shit. Remember those little lamps that had the oil thing that like it was like a circular thing and it was these little it looks like fishing string and little beads of oil would go back and forth up and down. Some weird ass like antiques and lamps and shit and all kinds of picture frames and this monkey went fucking ape shit started ripping it all off. Why she just didn't like the lamp? No, she just like uh certain like certain people if they came into the room and she didn't know them she freaked the fuck out and this monkey had fucking fangs and shit I'm about like, to say they didn't take the fangs out or anything like that well like when they go through like puberty they start growing or some shit cuz i've seen baboon fangs they're yeah fucking- this is this, this ain't no this is a real ass baboon that like standing up like full length it was like probably 5 foot tall yeah 4 4 and a half to 5 it was and it didn't look like it was about it. Did it have that like painted looking face or anything, or what? Like, like once, like once a year or once every six months, an asshole would swell up like a pink basketball. <laughs> Did you blow on it like Jetta's? No, it was bad because they, they couldn't wear the diapers then or no, no clothes. So this monkey, oh silly's fucking ass got uh, it was size of a basketball, like blown out. It was all disproportionate. Did she ever try to hump you? Nah, nah. I didn't have no intimate Michael, situation Michael, with this monkey. Hey, hey. hey, it's not your fault. It's but, not your uh, fault. <laughs> fuck you. 
She, she was nah, she was my homie, nah. but she also I like fought her and her ass swelled up. But we never she she never woke up in the bed sucking my dick. That's a lie. Nah, no, no, that was one time I had to do a whole little like like put her up against the wall and shit. <laughs> and then if if you don't commit to like the ass whooping, if, no, if you don't commit to like holding this motherfucker down, like I'm talking prison. How old shit. were you again? How old were you? Thirteen. <laughs> this is like the, some of the hardest times of your life. You're in a foster home, and also every now and then you have to fist fight a monkey. Oh yeah, oh yeah. In, because you were kind of mad. You're like, yo, I thought we had something. We had a bond. I thought, I thought we were homies. What the fuck? But then it would go back into his animal instincts and fight for survival and go crazy and start ripping shit up the wall. And it's dangerous because, like, there was this fire pit, uh, fireplace, this big mantle had all these fire pokers and shit. And I remember uh, it was cold as fuck one South Carolina night. Because yeah. it started, drops, man. It gets it, to the it, 20s, 30s. That people don't realize South Carolina is cold as fuck. And this motherfucker would climb up on shit, has no reverence for, like, what it's knocking over. Glass is shattering. Fucking antiques are falling down and shit. And then foster mom's screaming, motherfucking mom, get out of here. And the next thing you know, they're, like, trying to shut things down. How old was the foster mom? Uh, she, she was uh, Tommy Mason. She was, I want to say... In her 60s. So she was old, too. Yeah, but she was like a short hair, glasses. She was the sweetest woman in the world, but she was also the psychotic most crazy. Like she shouldn't have been raising kids, but she would have been a nice old lady who lived next door. I want to say it was for a check, you know? Yeah, like you, It was like, all right, you know, we, we put like 10 of these motherfuckers Anytime in Anytime there's 10 foster kids somewhere, it's for a check. Then there's monkeys, and then she's breeding <laughs> fucking... Uh, Chinese Sharpays and shit. And <laughs> you mean a whole moving. fucking a zoo operation. Yeah, no, for sure. That's why, you know, never mind. That's a whole other story. But uh, fucking monkeys, man. So you, that you, was you only do- one of seven. There was seven monkeys there. That there were seven other monkeys? Yeah, it was seven total, but she was the only baboon. Wait, wait. When you were called Monkey Man, this wasn't even that place, though, was it? Yeah, no. So, okay, that was Monkey Man Yeah, place. Be t- well, uh, I had to t- go to summer school one time at Berkeley. Yeah, I, I know Berkeley, Berkeley, man. And uh, they were like, yo, what up, Eminem? Well, Monkey Man. This is, Eminem wasn't even fucking, yeah. even, I don't know what the fuck he was doing. He was probably like 10 years old or some shit. Did you ever have to fight any of the other monkeys? Uh, uh, Sugar Bear and Sweet Pea, <laughs> they, they were like a little like, all right, I'll fuck with you. But if you, like, they only fuck you in that moment. If you try to come up the next day, they they automatically forgot, like, y'all were cool. <laughs> they didn't have beef. Yeah. So these monkeys were disturbed, too. Like, it, it's everybody in this thing was like, how many foster kids were there? The 10? Uh, what, the record, I think, at one time we had like 14. And then there was also that kid. Was it Noah that used to jack off all the time? Moses. 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 Yeah. So you got we were Mo- close. It was one of those Bible names. Yeah, you got Moses jacking off all the time. You got Sugar he was, Bear. He was on the spectrum. Yeah. Heavy, and, heavy on the spectrum. And you got Sugar Bear. Super strong and so, definitely habitually so, masturbating to everything. So, Mike, honest to God, you were basically in like... The Yagogi, where they Ask train, my sister. Ask where my they sister train Spartans. It. Ask my sister about it. That's why I mean, my sister will never be uh, fucking punked out by no man. <laughs> my, my sister is a strong, independent woman. She don't need no fucking man. She can do whatever fuck she wants. She done lived and seen the monkey shit. She done fucking experienced. Uh, there were people coming in, like foster kids. They were like, yeah, I'm getting out of here soon. And then we would hear like later, like, yo, the fucking... All kinds of yeah. fucked up shit. Like, they were, like that kid, Chad Booty. I talk about him to this day. <laughs> I try to find him on Facebook, but I, he just didn't pop up. He might have changed his name or something, but I heard he, like, uh, he got real successful and went to some bank or some shit, whatever. Yeah, because he's sitting there, and he's, like, working at the bank, and they're like, Mr. Labuti, we've got a financial crisis. There's a takeover. What are we going to do? He's like... August 13th, 1993, I wake up to go watch X-Men. Six monkeys in the living room ready to fight me. No. You know what I did? I took my fucking ass whooping. I whooped a little ass. 
but I watched X-Men. And you know, that's, I think that's why I hate It, the movie, so much. What do you mean you you don't I like fucking It, hate. the movie? I hate it because we were watching that shit on a fucking VHS, had to fucking fast forward through the fucking commercials. There was no remote. Someone had to come up to the big-ass TV. Oh, you're fast- talking about the VHS Tim Curry 90s It. Yeah, no, but it was recorded from TV. It was like, Oh, I remember that. That was the big thing in my household. Yeah, so we watched. I was like, all right, I grew up like being a fan of horror movies and shit. But then when I realized that I was like about about a little shithead kid. Yeah, because you're fighting monkeys and you're like, I can fight a fucking ghost clown. Yeah, I'm like, fuck this clown. What the fuck? I was like, oh, let's go down in the sewer. Oh, he's got a balloon. <laughs> like, what the fuck? You, are y'all motherfuckers really scared of this motherfucker? He, he's, not, he's not even real. <laughs> and I hate watching. Like, you ever woke up to a goddamn horny baboon fighting you? I'll take a ghost clown any fucking day. I, was, I just hate watching horror movies that are like, they're all moving in slow yeah. and they can't get the key in the hole. Like, the car won't start and the guy the guy in the background the chainsaws is like crawling almost. I tell you what I always thought the car won't start was bullshit until the time we got chased in the Lincoln <laughs> and you were like turn it on turn it on it's not starting <laughs> yeah so yeah um, I'm not a big fan of horror movies you know what's just... funny too because you think about it like it you're like the monster can kill you only if you believe in it and you're like yeah but it doesn't matter if I believe or don't believe in the monkey it's all about upper body strength at this point you know the monkey's gonna fuck me up whether I say I don't believe in you or not. The ghost clown's only gonna hurt you if you're scared of it. Me, I don't know if y'all know this, but Miguel has an amazing idea for a horror movie, and it's real. And we, Our, we're not gonna talk about not it. Not yet, man, because we're still we're actually we're pitching this, this to like a big Hollywood guy. And and the thing about it is we we pitch things a lot. So and, enjoy your blowjobs while you can get them, guys, because we're, we're going big time, all right? Oh, yeah. When we get it, my blowjob meter goes to 20 minutes, not 12, and I'm taking them all. Yeah. But here's, here's something cool about pitching something. So me and Mike, one of the things we excel at is we're fucking amazing pitchmen because we pay attention when we're pitching it to you to how you're reacting to what we're saying, and we will adjust the pitch to yeah, you. Because we feed each other. Yeah. And we also know all we got to do is get to the next level and then we can put all our ideas back in. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we, we have to work our way back because we know that you'll say an idea and I'm like, no, I got it. And you're like, hold on. I'm not even done saying I'm like, no, no, hold on, Miguel. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm trying to make it my idea already and pitch out like how I think the story should be. And vice versa. Yeah. You'll be like, no, no, what we should do is this. So we keep it linear. But when we pitch people, and this is 100% true. We have yet to pitch anyone that hasn't been like, okay, let's see what we can do with this, you know? And so we pitched a horror movie to a good friend of ours who just released a horror movie that's going to be coming out on Thanksgiving, uh, and he's all about it. And so we're working, we're working on that. And we might have some extra Hollywood clout coming up. Oh, yeah. Because... this Tonight's a big night. Uh, by, the, by the time you uh, hear this podcast episode... Um, we may or may not have been on the second uh, second season of Tiger King. What we know is this. We are on two trailers for the Tiger King. We, well, there's two trailers that show our house. Yes. So we know that they can't take that from us. And let's, let's do this. Let's beat the fucking media heat. We don't know how we're going to be portrayed in this because Hollywood definitely likes to take some liberties. Oh, yeah. We have an idea. And let me lay out. Let's see if it's true. Well, let's explain it to them. Yes. If, if this is their first episode, you never know how these things right. find these people or so, whatever. Uh, about a year and a half Could you ago, imagine stumbling across our podcast episode? No. 
not knowing nothing about us, and you said, why fuck it, was, let me listen to this shit. Why was you living in a fuzzer home with monkeys? You're, you're too behind. I can't go back there yet. My entire life, if you just meet me right now, even if you met me in the last decade, it's like, hold on, you're, you're, at, the, you're at the last Harry Potter movie, motherfucker. Yeah. You can go back to the beginning. Like, so the kids are fucking magic, and they go to some British school? Like, I'm lost. It's really, there's a theme park now at yeah. Universal with this shit, and they're selling butterbeer? Yeah, you just gotta go way back. Nobody knew this girl was gonna be hot? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like there's, there's some, there's a lot of shit that got us to this point. So, couple, I'd say a year and a year half, and half ago, ago. year and a half ago. Rowdy Rob... His uh, his mom and stepdad, the one that stuck around. Yeah. Um, he uh, he they have a a jet ski business down in the Florida Keys, and Rowdy Rob hits me up. Of course, we all seen the Tiger King stuff, and and it was so weird and coincidental because he was like. Yo, you know that one dude from the fucking Tiger King? I'm like, well, which one? It was fucking yeah. so many of them. What, what, which, which one? He's, you know, the fucking guy, the, the snitch guy. I was like, you mean the shady jet ski motherfucker? He's like, yeah. He wants to come over here and meet you. I was like, fuck no. I said, <laughs> hell no. Yeah, I remember that. I, I said no probably for like a couple months. I, I remember like Rowdy Rob you going You were adamant back. about it. Yeah, I was like, nope, 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 nope. And my, my thought at the time was, I get it. But I was like, I got to see where this goes, man, you know? He he wanted to meet me because he was, I guess, doing a show. He was doing a show where, where he was going to be on a, working like a strip renovating club. Renovating strip, strip clubs, yeah. And he wanted me to come in and like be the designer, like the interior designer, which I love. Yeah, he, doing, yeah. By the way. I literally. Imagine some dude who off. you think like is a snitch and you're like, I want nothing to do with this guy. And they're like, what does he want to do? They're like, he wants to talk to you about the show where you're renovating strip clubs. God. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly how I felt. So I eventually, I remember the first thing when he told me who it was, I said, God damn it, Roddy Rob. You know, I was like, do you know I had less anger in my heart for Carol Baskins, the bitch who killed her fucking husband, than I did this guy? I just looked at him. I looked at his face. He just looked like this scumbag What people don't know is people's faces do it for you. Oh, like, yeah. Like, one of the funniest things is Michael tell us, oh, don't bring her over. Her face aggravates me. Yeah. A lot of bitches' faces aggravate me. There's I'm, some sure sc- my, I'm sure my face aggravates them, too. Look at me. There's I, some scallies that I'm like, Mike, I, I want to be like, Mike, please, because I know this chick's down. And it's not ugly to Mike. It's the, her face aggravates him. There, there's hot. I'm, some of you are like, oh, my God, what the fuck? Like, you ever smell a fart and, and an onion and some garlic at the same time? There are bitches that walk around life that was like, <laughs> and their face, I just want to punch them in the skull. But I don't do, I don't lay my hands on women, so I don't. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I just puke in my, fuck, my soul vomits. And I'm just like, ugh, this guy gave me those feelings. And he was the one guy that I was like, like, Oh my yeah. god! What a fucking asshole! This guy was cooperating with, with yeah. the feds to send this guy to prison, and from what I had gathered, and luckily we—I don't—I wouldn't say luckily—we got caught up in it to where we went from watching it to being like, "Holy shit!" Guys, and I don't know if I, I've brought this up before. It, it got to the point where I was getting receiving from lawyers and from detectives. Transcripts from the trial. Yeah, we were getting things, and then our our buddy Saul, 
he was talking to him and then passed him along our way. Yeah. So next thing you know, Miguel's like pen pals with fucking Direct Joe Exotic. Direct connect with Joe Exotic while he's locked up in Dallas-Fort Worth. And it just going back and forth. And then all of a sudden, the universe was like, hey, Roddy Rob's like, yo. And you could tell he was like, you could tell he was like, oh, hey, listen, I yeah. got this thing. Just hear him out. Just hear him out. Because Rob wasn't like vouching for him or anything. Yeah. He, he didn't know him. No, Rob, Rob was where I was. He was like, listen. He's connected to something that we might want to be a part of. And before I agreed to take it, I had this idea, and I came extremely close with running with this and getting consumed by it. There's a lot. Every month, something crosses my wire. Pig racing. That literally will consume the rest of my life. Like, Match car treadmill racing. Like, no one has to worry about ruining my life but, but or, like, distracting me. I do it myself because, like... It, once a month, I'm like, that's it. Shut it down. We're, this is the future. We're going to do this. It almost reminds me of a sitcom where they're like, you know, every episode, we need to we need to make sure that the factory that makes watches does something loony so that the characters can develop. And people are like, that won't happen in real life. And I've come to work before, and Mike is now awake, not slept. He's like, and then he, this is how he tells it to me. He goes, let me show you something that's going to change this company. And I'm like, ooh, what do we got here? Some new sort of metric system, some kind of algorithm chomping device. He's like, watch these pigs race. <laughs> yeah, I get I get passionately excited about little things. And-, and where I fuck up is I'm like, Jesus Christ, and I'll buck him and I'll fight him. And I'll be like, Mike, this pig race is stupid, blah, blah, blah. And then I'll be in a hotel away at a show, and I'll start Googling it, and then I'll start sending him pics. Check out this pig racing in Dubai. And he's like, we could do this. <laughs> Oh, it's like I wish I could clone myself because if I could give all my creative attention to something that I'm excited about, dude, I would have a, I would have fucking a thousand different fucking side businesses and companies and shit. Like I know for a fact I could probably spend the rest of my life teaching dudes who can't get pussy how to get pussy. I'll tell you guys this: I'm not. I know gonna, I could. I could make not, a whole business out. I'm of it. not going to say anything, Mike, and you can't say anything else about it. Nobody here can mention it. But there is an app Mike's designed that leads either to us for two hours working together on the greatest thing ever or violently fighting for an hour and a half. I won't tell you the name. I won't tell you the premise. I got got two apps. I got two apps that I know that I could literally piss my entire life away. And I know that one's a billion-dollar idea. But for about a year, a billion. for a year and a half, these apps have led to us either stopping everything we're doing and being like, "Oh my god, guys, this is incredible," or being like, "You're a fucking moron. Fuck you. Go walk around the lake. I'll fucking do what I want." And then this is it this gets is how, hot. It gets this hot is how me here. and Mike argument will go down. It'll go down real hot like that. And be like, "Yeah, well, you know what? You're fucking ruining my vibe." I'm like, I'm not trying to fucking ruin your vibe. I'm trying to be responsible. Well, how about you do your fucking job? How about you fucking listen to me, Mike? You'd be like, "Yeah, you know how about I run my fucking company the way I fucking." Want to run my company, and I'm like, yeah, you're gonna run it to the fucking ground. And then those and are then, the days we don't do the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, and then, 20 minutes later, I'm like, I wasn't trying to do it. He goes, I know, I know. It's just the way you came. I didn't mean to come at you like that. Yeah, <laughs> and it's we're true. Just, it's we're true. sitting on the couch watching Ancient Aliens, and we're like, I'm, so, I, I, yeah, I, 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 I definitely came a little too heated. Because like, oh, you're passionate. There, I get a couple it. years ago, I had to, I had to enter it, enter it the. And, and, I was communicating, and me and you were communicating in different ways. Yeah. And the whole dream talk. Yeah, the dream hand, fantasy hand had to come into play because what would happen is 
we, I would be brainstorming some creative idea, and it came off like I was dead ass serious. Yeah, I probably might have been of might have <laughs> been pretty serious about it. And so now I'm trying to figure out the logistics to something that sounds crazy. But now we've developed Dream Hand, and what Dream we've mentioned before a podcast. And I recommend this to anyone out there in, in a world where they have to be creative thinkers and work together on projects. It's use the phrase dream hand. And what we say when we say dream hand is Just I'm going to pitch an idea. Raise your hand. That I don't know if we can logistically support. And you can say anything. Yeah. I want sharks with laser beams. Yeah. Done. Dream hand. Okay. Lock your hands up. Because then what we do is we don't try to trace the f- – like if you say without dream hands, I want sharks with laser beams. I'm like, Mike, where the fuck are we going to put sharks? How do we get sharks? What do you consider a laser beam? But if you say dream hand, I want sharks with laser beams, my next question is going to be what kind of sharks? You know, like, okay, like, what kind of sharks do you want? It took a while, but me and Miguel learned how to communicate better. And and then now, uh, not only do I do it, but the rest of the team team does it. You're a listen, Dream Hand. And Dream Hand gets us all excited because we can put away the thought of figuring this out for real. Rationality? Yeah, and just play with it. Reality? And then uh, from Dream Hands, it's a dream. But from Dream Hands, you can now start working back and be like, all right, there's a way way we can make this happen. Listen, I know this place where we can get some sharks. Yeah, yeah, I just got on the web and I found some sharks, so. I found some fucking underwater lasers uh, on Alibaba. I think we're there. they're snapping turtles. They're vicious too. It's like, show me some pictures. We've had conversations about <laughs> caimans. <Yeah>. You know. <laughs> We've gone as as far as to get as close as you can to getting like alligators and crocodiles. Yeah, we we've. God, we could do a whole podcast like for a year of the shit we've talked about, which is why we do a series called Office Talks. Yeah, and they're only sometimes ten. Sometimes they go on for Half thirty, forty five minutes. They're basically they're a really mini. supposed to be ten though. Yeah, they're <laughs> supposed to be like five. Yeah, they're ten when I'm in the room, and then they go on longer if I get really heated and passionate. So it's basically it's a mini podcast episode yeah. on that one we put like on the subject. Feed. You know that's yeah. what's cool about it. But you were saying, uh, so we, we we digressed all the way through Dream Hands. But James Garrison hits hits you up. Uh, we we say fuck it, come over to the house. I was like, all right. Whatever. I was I reluctantly said all right, come come all right, bring this motherfucker over here, whatever, and then. I told like one or two people, and they're like, "Oh, you better be careful with that guy." And I'm like, "Yeah, I seen the fucking show. I yeah. know this guy's a, a fucking sack of shit." So I'm like, "All right, you know," because I, I believe in business. In order to be successful, many times you have to put a, aside your emotions and, right. and your and your feelings on things, because money don't got feelings, you know. Right. Like, all right, this motherfucker want to hire me to go fucking pimp out some strip clubs? Done. Yeah. And whatever. We'll see what's up. The check but, clears. But in the back of my mind, I was thinking, like, damn, this motherfucker, like, was single-handedly almost responsible for handing Joe Exotic. And, and let me go on the record for this. I don't have a, a pony in the race when it comes to this. However, I've heard and can speculate of things that Joe did that may be considered inhumane with animals. I've definitely heard that. I've been somewhat on the side of what people have said. Right. But I also know that you could ask a bunch of people that used to work here and they could talk all kinds of shit and make things up or, you know, they're in their fields or maybe, you know, trust me, you can't, you don't have to look hard for a Mike Busey hater, you know, you know, like fucking ask any wife or boyfriend whose (laughs) girlfriend or wife has ever been here. They just automatically assume the worst. Uh, so I don't know, like, Joe personally. I never met him. But 
I know that I can relate to him in a way that when you're a, a larger-than-life character and you're living your own life, doing what you want to do, right. there's always going to be someone who wants to shit on your day or stop you. And sometimes you got to go head-to-head and you gotta, you got to battle those things, yeah. like Carol Baskin. You saw things in, in Joe Exotic, not the things that people are talking about, but you saw things in his life that you could 100% get behind because you were like yes i feel like he was the underdog and i don't know his true intentions i don't know right. nothing about him but i can say this i definitely feel he got hosed in the legal system yeah and everything that i've seen and i've seen some stuff yeah we, we we have a friend which you'll see on the show i'm sure uh mr mr ripper he's a he's a private investigator and this guy's dedicated I don't know how much time to the Don Lewis family trying to bring justice to Carol Baskins because everyone knows that fucking that bitch killed him. Yeah, I mean, I, I pretty much fucking believe she did. And talking with Ripper, uh, and, and not, 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 nothing I'm saying is like fact, but talking with Ripper, there's a lot of evidence to other shady shit. Oh, yeah, it's too, it's too, it's too many. What a coincidence. Yeah. Oh, what do you know? And you have like, Family and friends, like we could go through. That's a whole other episode. Maybe we'll 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 bring Ripper in or talk to him. Yeah. There's literally a fucking web, which I'm sure you'll see in this second season. Um, but he came here, and I had this idea. Like, wouldn't it be crazy? This was me raising my own fantasy yeah. hand. Like, what if I was able to talk to this guy and see where he's at with this whole situation? What guy? Um, Joe Exotic. James, 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 Garrison. James Garrison. James Garrison, the shady jet ski guy. I said, what if he was willing to cooperate? So, like, uh, cooperate and actually help provide information or justice for Joe Exotic. Because that's James why I was had for, information. Yeah, because he did. Yeah. Because uh, James kind of got dealt with what happens in a lot of these situations. The, the feds or whoever will use you abuse you and then when they're done they spit you out and they don't give a fuck because they've got what they needed they got their case and then they're whatever so uh we knew a lot of different sides of everything we've heard and we've seen we've had like documents we've had i'd say eight inches a folder all laminated like core docs and i've seen receipts from the meat grinder everything full disclosure People were bringing stuff to us and really thinking like they, like they'd be like I got some more documents for you to look at and we're like oh we're still doing this like, and, and, like, and, and we were like we got to go in our lives there's corona and yeah. there's a virus and and shit's going to Remember hell the, let me add but this we were guy. still getting sucked back into this yeah. Tiger King shit Remember this guys this is during the corona lockdown where all of you guys were sucked into watching Tiger King now imagine 1 month after it comes out we're not only sucked into watching Tiger King we're sucked into it now. Developments, so, uh, witnesses, we're, we're, they're calling upon us for information yeah, or favors. They, yeah, they're reaching out. So it's like not only – and everybody at the time is like, you guys watch this Tiger King? We're like, watch it? Motherfucker, I'm in it now. Yeah, so we had that a black, brings remember us – Remember our black ops operation? So, guys, hey, not to go into too much detail, but they, they were all telling us. They were like, yeah, you know, we're pretty sure if we could just get into Carol Baskin's land, we could find – me and Michael like – Oh, we'll get in. And it got to the point where we're sitting there like, 
drawing the team, out. Yeah, the team will take a Zodiac through here and come through. We got some. We had some hot young dudes that we won't yeah. say who they are that reached out to us that were going to go intern at the zoo. Uh, they were going to dig up fucking shit. Yeah. I was going to. I'm not even going to tell you what I was going to do because I still just might think about doing it. We'll see. Uh, it was go basically. It was we had we were in lockdown. This is when we were in lockdown. Yeah, too. which that's that doesn't help fantasy talk either. <laughs> yeah. You start talking wild. We weren't having members weekends. We couldn't have anybody over. So for two months, we just became detectives on Tiger King. Oh yeah, and we were like we were not only detectives. Like they were coming to us. Like literally, guys, production companies were coming to us. Like. Hey, listen. We need to know. Remember, we had that other, that other whole other production company that was doing the other Tiger King thing. Yeah, they they hit us up. We I have text messages from the FBI in my phone, <laughs> which I probably shouldn't say this out loud, but whatever. I have emails. I have transcripts. Like between me and Miguel, we yeah. were inundated with evidence that or, and, and documentation that we probably thoroughly weren't able to like. I'm getting sent Peace together. Yeah, I'm getting sent over text message something, and I'm listening to it. And then the following text message is like, "Whatever you do, don't let anybody know you have this." And I'm like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, we we were definitely getting information. Our view on the whole Tiger King case, guys, is unique and it's very different. And that's why when we say uh, we definitely here, here I'm going to go. Well, let me, let me go on yeah. to where we went. So we came here. Oh yeah, and he was trying to pitch. Me, like, doing this strip club show with him, and I wholeheartedly said, uh, no offense, but your portrayal on this documentary that I've seen in the rest of the world, the Tiger King, uh, you were my least favorite person. I actually thought you were a piece of shit. And he kind of chuckled and respectfully said, yeah, I can understand. And when he said that, kind of, like, melted away like a lot of my energy that was negative about the the meeting, and I kind of looked at him, and you can kind of tell at this point I don't know what all he's filmed afterwards or before, but that, that at that time that we particularly met and filmed, because uh, he came over here a couple times before, yeah. I got kind of like sucked into it. I was yeah. basically gonna like Miguel stop everything. We did. We we're had. Go, nothing- we're going. I, I was talking to. I was talking to the president of the United States as, like, people. I was talking to, like, some very, very high-up uh, government officials. We had nothing going on, and we were fully invested in yeah. this. <laughs> and you want to you – want, I'm very good at investigating and tracking down and getting hold of people. I can get a hold of about any person on the planet. Just imagine if one day the Ghostbusters had no ghost to bust but had all the time in the world, their scientific minds <laughs> yes. and equipment. What are they going to do? That's what happened to us. We had no content to make. We had nothing really going on. And now they're like, hey, you know the biggest show in television right now, The Tiger King? Everyone involved in it is coming to you thinking that you guys uh, should help out so when he came here i kind of diverted the whole entire energy of it after i saw that like i could be honest with him and frank with him and i also know how hollywood tv bullshit goes like i've definitely had tv people try to like reflect me in a negative light in media and i know how it goes so i i know you know that's why when you ever meet someone who's so strongly opinionated about something or someone and they don't know for firsthand or met them, you probably shouldn't listen to them. Yeah. You just never know. So uh, shady jet ski guy James Garrison seemed like he could take a joke, and he was he was letting us bust his balls. And then that quickly escalated to me saying, hey, wouldn't it be funny and cool and awesome if you were actually the one who actually tried to get Joe Exotic out of jail, the guy who was single-handedly responsible for probably putting him in jail. Don't you think that would be... And then 
he immediately was like, well, it's kind of funny you mentioned that because, well, I got some stuff to tell you. And he told us a bunch of stuff and And corroborated us it with fucking audio and visual, text, everything. Text. So it was a classic case of him cooperating with the government for whatever reason that we still don't know. Uh, then them using and abusing him. Because let's be honest, you don't cooperate with the government unless they got some shit on you. So let's be real. We know that they had to have so some had to shit been on something. Him. Yeah. He, he, he said it was this, that, whatever. I don't know. There, this, this spider web still fucking unfolds. You can't even follow it. It's like a no. Mike. The, the entire Tire King saga and all the things between it is like a Mike Busey podcast story. <laughs> it starts going every which way. It Motherfuckers ends with a are, monkey named Celia whooping your ass. Yeah, it's, 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 it's hard to keep track. You got to get your yarn out and your fucking pen board and fucking start start putting your Polaroids up of fucking different fucking tigers and this guy. And so here's the deal. The 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 second season of Tiger King is, is being released. By the time you hear this, you've already seen what might be a second of me or might be hours he, of Here's what me. happened. Garrison came. Rebecca Chaplin and Eric Good, the producers of Tiger King, said, hey, we want to film. And they came and they filmed Mike and James Garrison for a couple hours. And they were just talking and Mike was busting his balls on, hey, you know, I thought you were a piece of shit, but maybe you're a nice guy. But, you know, the world has a right to think you're a piece of shit because this. And they was talking all freely. But here's the Hollywood shuffle. And I like Rebecca Chaplin. So when I say this, this is coming from me having nothing but respect and really liking Rebecca. She's dope as fuck. Um. We don't know what the edit's going to look like. The edit might just be like Mike Busey, like, look at my whores, guns. And you're like, what? You know, yeah. like that was that wasn't said. Yeah. So, uh, so we don't know what the edit's going to be like, but we know that we've made clips in the trailer. And this is what we're hoping for. And guys, if you watch the Tiger King, you see us in this. Remember that Mike sat with fucking James Garrison for two to three hours. They had really deep conversations. Mike told him straight up that, you know, the world thinks you're a douche for this, but tell the world what happened. They covered all of this. He covered his true story of what happened. He showed us the information that he had got. He, he basically, he didn't redeem himself, but he showed us that there was a lot more to this case than you saw. But when you see Mike, if, if we make it on the Tiger King, if we're more than just a, well, a clip I, of well, the house. We, we, this is weird because by the time they have heard this, they've had the chance to see. Uh, and when we get done yeah. recording this, we're probably going to sit there and refresh Netflix and see what happens and pray to God our shitty-ass internet fucking lets us watch what happened. We might be in there for, like, you might see my head in the background or or something, or I might be in there for one second, or I might say, yeah, fuck this. And then, yeah. Know, or I might, be on, I might be on there for 30, fucking 40 is, minutes, an hour. I don't know. I have no idea. This is what I think. I, think, I try to, and I'm oh, going to put my prediction Yeah, go there. ahead, please. My prediction is they're going, and we've talked about this a little bit. My prediction is that we think that they're going to show all the people, because this trailer kind of sold us on the idea of they're going to show that, that Joe is rotting in jail and everybody else from the Tiger King is profiting off of this story. And then we think they're going to use Mike as kind of like James Garrison's gaudy friend. Like, look yeah. at, you know, because which, which is, I didn't get that when we were shooting, which yeah. is the magic of Hollywood. They, oh, get comfortable. Oh, no, you're cool. Oh, here. Yeah. Oh, you're so entertaining. Wow. They're going to use it as a visual kind of gag, I think, to be like, here's James Garrison. He's hanging out at this mansion with machine guns and strippers and this and this and this, which is fine. The only thing that we hope doesn't happen, and we have a deep respect for Rebecca. Someone's going to be watching this like, oh, yeah, this is exactly what happened. Yeah. And remember, we're dropping this before we watch it. We have... 
I just hope what they do is be honest to who we are. We do have gaudy shit. We 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 do have crazy looking stuff. So if you pay, if you if you paint Mike and the Sausage Castle as this weird crazy place that James came to hang, and look how weird it is. It's visually weird. These guys are weird. I'm cool with that. But I hope they don't try to paint us like we're some sleazy assholes because out of the three hours of conversation we had with James, our whole conversation was us trying to have James tell his side as to why people shouldn't think he's a sleazy asshole. Yeah, we. I was almost kind of like the, the, the mutual Barbara Walters, like, so tell me, so like, what happened, like... You know, da, da, da. and I told him, and who knows the magic of editing and Miguel. I mean, yeah. you you were there. I was like, yeah, I thought you were a real fucking piece of shit. Yeah. So you gonna help Joe Exotic get the fuck out of prison or what? Yeah. And the my, even though some people have strong opinionated opinions about Joe Exotic, I don't know him personally, uh, but I do not feel that man should rot in jail. Uh, I feel like the case was the conspiracy of murder. Yeah, the case was mishandled on the conspiracy of murder part based on the evidence that we were shown. Uh, I don't, I don't have anything on guys. One hundred percent on the animal stuff. I got nothing because we were shown no evidence uh, from the animal stuff that argues against it. So if he has to do his time for the animal stuff, yeah, one hundred percent. But the way the murder trial or the conspiracy to commit murder or what it was was handled. We saw just a lot of, and we ran this by our own legal people, and our own legal people were kind of like, yeah, this, 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 I can't believe like, this shit. I was, just for the record, Mike Busey and friends, we were all for the pardon of Joe Exotic. Let that man go live his gay fucking life and freedom and let him fuck some hot young gay boys, whatever the fuck, eating it up. Get uh, that boy pussy son. Get, get your money. Uh, get your merch, like all the shit. Like, imagine if Joe Exotic had his stuff together before this happened. Like, the poor guy. I saw so many shirts and Halloween costumes and and this and that and all these like crazy things. And I know one of the Halloween costumes said "Gay Tiger Rancher." That's what yeah. they called it. <laughs> and it's like, damn. Could y'all imagine your whole life stories out there? And obviously, he you know wants to be out there, and he's, yeah. I mean, he's like you in the fact that uh, the curse for him is that he chose to put his life out there. Yeah. And that's the curse for you a lot of times. It's, that, a, it's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Because everyone, you, it, the hardest thing to do is put yourself out there and you allow the world that may, you never know what, how many Harry Potter movies they saw or how many minutes of what part of the movie they caught. A lot of them just catch the when crazy, you, fun, sexy, wild shit, and then they have their opinion on that and that alone. When you give them your life, you take away sort of the right to say that you're – when you give them your life, you let them interpret it. And that's dangerous, and it's beautiful, but it's dangerous too. Yeah, because uh, there's – especially now with social media and everything, everyone has an opinion about something. I mean, for all we know, like – this guy is just the biggest piece of shit, and he deserves to die in prison. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not the judge. The only reason we're talking uh, about any of this is because the evidence we saw just made us be— And let me be clear. The evidence we saw didn't make us think he was innocent. The evidence we saw made us think, oh, this trial was mishandled. You know? Like, we saw stuff that we're like, this is not how— you know. And it, me and Mike say this all the time. The only reason we stand up for things like this is we know one day it could be us. Yeah, and that's how, that's how all America and the rest of the world should look at things, that— you you should you see an injustice. You should definitely speak up, and uh, even if it doesn't affect you, because one day it might affect you, yeah. and that's when you want things to be right and just. Yeah. So uh, whatever happens, 
my my uh, what I don't know. Like I, I we were told a long time ago that that I made the final cut, and we and made then, two trailers, which makes me believe there'll be a piece of it somewhere. Yeah, we know that Courtney's butt and fucking spin on a pole and the stripper pole room, and then him sitting on my swing. We don't know. We I've technically. Like this is a it's a big thing and 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 who knows like I mean for us it's also a big thing because I'm, I'm gonna be t- I'm gonna tell you the truth we've been telling you guys it was coming and we hate when you guys might think that we're bullshitting or something it's just Hollywood takes forever yeah you sign these papers and you can't talk about it and stuff and by the time this is out I'm sure you'll be able to watch however many episodes are dropped and whether I'll be either fucking ecstatic or extremely disappointed or angry or you just never know and it's, we, it's a it's a it's a, it's a nerve-wracking vulnerability yeah. that you put yourself out there and you hope that you're portrayed in the in the truth of the situation. And, and that is simple. We feel that uh, any type of injustice to anyone, whether they're gay or crazy or flamboyant, doesn't matter who they are. An injustice to one is injustice to all. Yeah. And that uh, you, can, you can say what you want about anyone's character, but at the end of the day, when it comes to, to, to the legal system, we know it's fucked. And whoever has the most money and the best representation and the person who's willing to lie on stand or under oath. Yeah. There's so many things that come into play. And it's a scary thing to think that, you know, my impression of Joe was he wanted his zoo. He wanted to make money. He wanted to fuck his dudes and have a good life and, and be be the rock star that he is. And, and you got all these other people that, you know... I know how it feels to live in his shoes to an extent of having people coming and go and now they got something bad to say now that the TV's here and or you know whatever be the case I get it I I I can definitely relate in many situations and uh we'll we'll find out what happens I guess when I'm done with this maybe it'll be on there I don't know uh and then we'll watch I've I've never anticipated the release of anything on Netflix and it's crazy because like there is a part of me that expects it to be two shots of a staircase and a stripper pole. And then there's another part of me that's like, but what if there's more, you know? I know I said a lot of very real entertaining things by the judge in the room, by the camera people and and the director, Rebecca Chaplin, uh, who her and a guy, Josh Smith. Uh, no, Chris Smith, Rebecca Chris Chaplin, Smith. and Eric Good. Chris Smith, sorry. He's probably not listening to this anyway. Chris Smith did uh, the Firefest documentary, and he's doing the... Um, Oh God! The uh, the pay for the pay for play uh, documentary on uh, on the college admissions. I forget what that one's called. Operation Blue Chips or something like that. He, he did. He, he them two were part of the Firefest. Operation Varsity Blues. That's what. And called. Tiger King, and uh, they've showed strong interest in doing something with with me and my story. There's been a whole fucking deck written up and highlights, and there has been other meetings that were non Tiger King related yeah. here with her. So. Um, I have to lean towards more of the positive side as of now. <laughs> By the time you hear this, I'm going to be like, fuck that yeah. bitch and everything. She Netflix can go fuck itself, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And it's so funny because people think that you meet with Netflix when you do these meetings. No, you meet with producers who sell to Netflix. Yeah. So, and I mean, I've had a whole meeting today with MGK's manager and, and Netflix. There's some big things in the works that we've been talking for a while but sometimes you got to wait and sit on that egg until it hatches. And, yeah. and you can't get too excited because, you know, I might be on there for, like, nothing, like, in the background. Or, like, yo, hey, what's up, yeah. dude? Come to my house. And then 
I don't know. Or I might be on there for fucking an hour. I mean, I, I and know we talked a they, while. They interviewed James without us, so they might just use it as a, you know what I'm saying, as a location piece. Yeah, who you know, knows? Because they, they could just be like, hey, uh, you know, that's how it is. And, and this is, to their credit, this is how it is. They don't know until they get into the editing room and look at everything yeah. what the story is going to be, especially on a documentary. Yeah. The documentary is like us doing a member's weekend. We film the whole weekend, and then we're like, but what's the story, you know? Well, we know that... Uh Sarah, uh, Rebecca, or um, no, um, fucking Carol Baskins yeah. tried to like stop the release of this. Oh, yeah, because obviously, uh, there was some questionable, uh, voluntary, uh, stuff done in the first one, and then they went to the edit room, yeah. and then all of a sudden we, it becomes this like, I'll, dro- I'll drop a little Tiger King knowledge for you guys how we learned how this thing went down. They would sit with somebody like Carol Baskins and record with her for a hundred hours. And in that a hundred hours, they would talk for 90 hours about her big cat rescue and this and this. But every now and then they'd be like, Hey, what's up with this Joe exotic guy? And basically th- this is how they, this is how they do you. And it, it, it's the Old game. Hollywood, it's Hollywood. You're so relaxed. Cause you've been working with these people for months talking about your big cat rescue that you're like, yeah, this, this, this. And they're like, so what about Joe? Oh, you know, that guy's crazy. Let me tell you one time he blah, blah. And that's the gold. Yeah. You know, that's the, that's the gold that they, that they want. And, and good for them because that's the, Hey, we film a members weekend, and they're wild, and you should go check them out at MikeBusey.com. But, uh, you know, the difference between us and what, what Hollywood does is when we're showing you, like, a members weekend or something, that's just real shit that happened. We're just picking the best clips that flow with everything, but we're not scripting anything. A lot of people think, like, oh, how much do they pay those girls to be here? No, these people <laughs> are here because they want to be here, and that's what's so cool about the membership. These these are real people, real experiences. You are seeing the most unattractive people on the planet next to the most attractive people, and they're all yeah. just chilling and vibing and hanging out, being friends. Some are, we, we've heard stories of some dudes that are very, very unattractive getting lucky with some very, very attractive females. And, and this what up, is Charles? A, like, <laughs> some people are definitely like me. They're definitely yeah. fucking out of their, uh, out of their I fucking am, their bracket. Yeah. I mean, and that's not what it's all about, man. Mm-hmm. It's it's all about just having fun and, and, and coming around and being around like-minded people who aren't going to judge you because you shit on someone's chest and you're all having fun and you're just having a good time. It's the camaraderie. It's just like the, the military thing and the veterans thing. They're not necessarily there for the blowjob. They're there just to have that fun and, and to escape from reality. Yeah. And that is what I have done for many years is put my entire life out there. To be judged and ridiculed or praised or protested, whatever you want to call it. And it's not for everyone. And once you out there who are listening to this, once you realize your life and and your direction isn't for everyone, because most of us spend the first 18 plus years living for our parents. Right. Or influences of bosses or friends or family, whatever be the case. Once you realize that. Bobby that used to jump on the trampoline in your backyard when you were 10. Once you realize his opinion doesn't really fucking matter and you start living for yourself and doing what you feel is right, then um, you can go on to live hopefully a successful, happy, fulfilled life. Because a lot of people get hung up on the simple idea of they're trying to make someone else happy. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of people... Feel they owe other people choking on my, my yeah my choking on words man more than happiness. I'll tell you some people who I know know what's up. 
And that is the four pages Woo! of members who recently signed up, guys. You won't do all four. I'm going to knock them out right now. You won't. Anthony Bearden from Winter Haven, Florida. Oh, Delwyn Cook from Kenilworth <laughs> County. Uh, Chad Blackmore from Riverside, California. Alexander Elis from Parsburg, doesn't say where. David Gill from Santa Fe, Texas. Sean Lofman from San Masula, Florida. Casey Nevins from Texas. Brad Cox from Geneva, Florida. Rob Lynn from Fort Myers, Florida. James Galligan from Chesterfield, Georgia. Uh, Devin Winter from Yorkshire, Ohio. Uh, Hannah Hayes from Alton, Illinois. Jared Doyle from New Smyrna Beach, Florida. I'll be in New Smyrna Beach this week at uh, the Madcap Comedy Club, November 19th and 20th. I'll be performing two shows there uh, each night. So two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. Uh, Justin Smith from New Orleans, Louisiana. Deshaun Thomas from Fallen, Kansas. Kirk Hillman from Derby, Kansas. Evan Walton from Savannah, Georgia. Uh, Chris Jeffrey from Dickinson, Texas. Philippe Herrera from Brandon, Florida. Jose Fuentes from Bakersfield, California. Yeo Antaveros from South Bend, Indiana. Jordan Dion from Nuevo, California. Uh, Joseph Yusuf from New Baltimore, Michigan. Brian Rice from West Hampton, Massachusetts. Brian Weir from New Fort Myers, Florida. Joe Vela from Bishop, Texas. Oh, shit. Joe Vela's my homeboy. Joe yeah. Vela from Bishop, Texas. I knew that cat when I used to work at bars back in the day. Oh. Anthony, Brancato, uh, Anthony uh, Brancasio from Jackson, New Jersey. Samantha Sullivan from Algonac. Uh, Christian Bentecourt from Stone Mountain, Georgia. Chris McMahon from West Warwick, Rhode Island. Scott Edwards from Arnold, Maryland. Joshua Rinderley from West Milton, Ohio. Terrence McCullough from Ellenwood, Georgia. Steve Torma from Amherst, Ohio. Ridge Lordenson from St. Cloud, Florida. Taz Cody from Lakeland, Florida. Antonio Arroyo from Altoona, Florida. Stephen Allgood from Avondale, Arizona. Kyle Boatman from Metulis, Oregon. Rafael Ortiz from Great Meadows, New Jersey. Bill Ricks from Lakewood, Ohio. Justin Craner from Hammond, Indiana. Chris Klug from Winona, Minnesota. Montana Cooper oh from God. New Ocean. Uh, Chris Pro. Chris Prophet from Norwood, Ohio. GC from Tampa, Florida. Ricky Demand from Friendswood, Texas. The blessings, they keep coming. Eric Brew from Alton, Illinois. Marissa Pavlock from Southern Ponds. A lady. Samuel Bowling from Satellite Beach, Florida. Jimmy. Jimmy Kachow, Kachow from Marsland Plague, Ryan Siefker from Orlando, Florida, Sean Mueller from Hazelwood, Anthony Ortiz from Hesperia, California, Michael Rodriguez from Scoro, Texas, and, uh, Cody Keaton from Star, South Carolina, Louis Fay from Berkeley, California, Douglas Ball from Apopka, Florida, Not even halfway Daniel done Irish from Pittston, uh, Marsha Stairback, a lady, oh no, Marshall, a guy, Marshall Stairback from Umatilla, Florida. Don't assume it's Jinder Miguel. <laughs> Philip Nimix from Cocoa, Florida. Kevin O'Connor from Orlando, Florida. Wyatt Hunt from Rancho Cucamonga, California. Dakota, that's a place I've always heard my whole life. Dakota Lacey from Boys Day Arc, Missouri. Brandon Brooks from Calera, Oklahoma. Joni Smolluck from Ben Salam. Is that Ben Salam? Pennsylvania. Mark Shongar from Margate, Florida. Cole McIntosh from La Junta, Colorado. And Jay Rodriguez from Port St. Lucie, Florida. God. I got two full pages. <laughs> hey, this is good, but this, 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 is, this is punishment. 
Because that means if we skip a week, yeah, or we don't give the the, the listeners what they want, they're gonna have to fucking. We have to. I mean, you don't mind because you know. Mm-mm. You want to give me a page? Oh man, this is this is. Uh, you want to give me a you page? Want, sh- maybe we should take a break. Or something. Maybe we should <laughs> you know, go back to the podcast and then then maybe I finish this off. You know, like. Uh, uh, what else? We had some other Give shit to talk page. about. Give me a page. Give me a page. I'll do no, this. No, no, fuck. I'm, I got a man out. I can't even no pussy. All right, here we go. We doing this? We doing this. Oh, Give me a drum roll. Give me a drum roll. <laughs> oh, my God. Right out of the rip, I want to thank Josh <laughs> Herkimer from Air Deary, Alberta, Canada. Sound it out, baby. Sound Jordan out. Page from Apaca, Florida. That was easy. I love it, guys. When he sees a name excited. like that, you get I do. I was like, oh, <laughs> hell yeah. I know this one. Uh, Josh Becker Kimmer, Columbus, Indiana. That was a weirdly last, weird, hard last name. Uh, Marcel Lopez Rivera from Orlando, Florida. Sean Stelly from Brossard, Louisiana. Brossus, Bross, I don't know what the fuck that is. Uh, I should because I was born there, Louisiana. Um, Spencer Endort from Buxton, Nebraska. Noah Alavera, uh, or I'm sorry, Noah. <laughs> Noah gonna be able to Alvarado. say his name. <laughs> <laughs> Noah Alavero, Florida from Kissimmee, Florida. Tyler McNeil from Leesburg, Florida. Kenneth, oh god, we just begun. You're doing, you're doing great. Kenneth, you're doing Kenneth Ambrower from Kissimmee, Florida. Charles Gussa from Orlando, Florida. Demarcus Booker from Noville, Texas. Hey, Demarcus Booker. I think I just sent him back his wallet. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, he's welcome. Uh, Tyler Nicholas from Titusville, Florida. Paul Higgs from Coligan, Coliga, California. <laughs> Josie, Josina, Josana Rodriguez, Apopka, Florida. three names? I don't know. Josie, Josana, Josana. <laughs> Cameron uh, Drowdy from Titusville, Florida. David Ray from... Mimi, Minimo Me, Michigan. I hate those fucking Indian name Michigan places, man. It's like Mini Namaka Waka, and I'm like. Yeah, no, it's, it's M E N O M I N E E. M E N O R I E I E E. Tyler Olson, uh, Rylander, Wisconsin, Would Justin Serrano from Orlando, Florida, Camaro like Capriso from Kissimmee, Florida, yes. Uh, Tyler Bollinger from Plant City, Florida, Miguel Garcia, Spring Hill, Florida, Devon Lopez from Lake Mary, Florida, Daniel Estall from Cincinnati, Ohio, Rodney Williams from Leesburg, Florida. I'm on a roll. You got to watch uh, Aaron, Chris's head. He nods when you're on a roll. He just nods like, good job. He's like your stepdad. Good, just like I taught you. Good form. Aaron Cattle Tickle. At this point, I should just make this shit up. And then they'll be like, I never heard my name. You didn't hear your name, Aaron Cattle Tickle? I got ethics. I got to make sure I try to pronounce your name as much as I can. Cattle Tickle? <laughs> Aaron Cattle from Orlando, Florida. Fuck y'all. Job, uh, Jacob Hurt from Orlando, Florida. Chandler Molden from Altamont Springs, Florida. Seth Rivera from Jackson, Tennessee. Uh, Jeff Byers, or Bears, uh, Lakeland, Florida. Roberto Mancardo from Orlando, Florida. Of, of all the things like Mike disapproves of Joe Biden, if somebody were to make fun of his stammer, Mike, like, you shut the fuck up. Sometimes it's hard to read. <laughs> Sometimes oh, it's hard to read. <laughs> hey, I can read it. I just not, I'm not a big with names. I'd, yeah. rather, I'd rather read a whole di- dictionary right now before oh, yeah. all these goddamn names. 
But show, I'm, I'm gonna have to fucking actually read these motherfuckers. They I tried to, read. I tried to ahead of time sometimes, and I'm just like, uh, and then you get into the groove, and you're like, oh fuck. Mich- Michael Williams, Alvista, Virginia. Uh, Michael uh, G dash L, uh, wherever that is. Yeah. Uh, fucking alias. Sanguina, Quebec, Canada. Skylar Hempnell, Rutledge, Tennessee. John Sayer, Jacksonville, Florida. Courtney Corpador from Jacksonville, Florida. Tyler. Bryant from Stearns, Kentucky. Nathaniel Manandello from Apaca, Florida. That was a Dominique good one. Gilbert from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Brian Anderson, killing it. Brian, <laughs> San Antonio, Texas. David Zimmerman from Somerville, Florida. Greg or Gregory. Gregory. I don't, you got me saying this shit so fucked up. Now I say Gregory. Gregory. Ray Tata, Ray Tata, Tampa, Florida. Ray Tarter? It's R Ray T Y. What is that? Gregory. He didn't, I'm giving him a new last name. It's Ray Tay. Ray Tay. Ray, it's R A Y T Y. Gregory Ray Tay. Gregory Ray Tay. <laughs> is that one? Is this one of the little uh, fucking bombs y'all threw on me? Little <laughs> landmines from Tampa, Florida. Dalton Vermont from Altoon, Florida. Brian. Monowitz from Orlando, Florida. It's the Mason. cities that get me sometimes more than anything. It's the last name every time. Uh, Mason Barnett, uh, Barnett from McLensboro, Illinois. Saul Corthon from Hudson, Florida. Is that Saul? Is that Saul? No. All right, next page. <laughs> Fuck. Aaron Davis from Prairieville, Louisiana. Sean Dohu from Old Town, Maryland. Uh, Mike Kozerman from Toledo, Ohio. Derek Jones, Altamont Springs, Florida. Adam Zakidi from Hebrew, Ohio. Cody Summerill Ohio? from Snow Hill, North Carolina. Adam Sparks, Charlotte, North Carolina. Jaden Bitch. <laughs> That's what it says. J E E D E N B I T C H A. Yeah, then bitcha. Bitcha. Um, it's pronounced Bach. <laughs> Miss Alone, Montana. D Rains, Aurora, Colorado. Thomas Workshkiki. Northport, Florida. I like how you get a little spit in that one. Yeah. Thomas Workshkiki. Herman. Uh, fucking Quinn's needs Lakewood, Colorado, Tommy Hughes, Lonan Condon, Maryland. These are some tricky ass last names. I, all y'all need to change your goddamn last names. To Smith. We need Smiths, yeah. Smith and Rodriguez. Edward Cokefield, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Uh, Mich- M- Michael, that's my goddamn name. I came. <laughs> like, I don't know why I want to say Michelle. That's my goddamn name. Like- Michael Kukumuller. From Clinton. Uh, Is it Michael Cookie Monster? Kookmuller. Kookmuller. Kookmuller sounds Clinton. like a really mean racial slur. You tell that Kookmuller. Hey, I'm going to start highlighting these and say, you tell me what you think this shit is. Uh, if the Cook Muller moves into my neighborhood, I think Stephen puts the really hard names all in mind every. I bet you Stephen reaches out to like the Ukraine. He's like, "I'll give you a free membership. Just sign up. Your name is Izilov Vlasdikov." Anyways, uh, Mich- Michael, Michael Michelle, you can Michelle from Clinton, uh, Clinton Hills or uh, Clinton, uh, Iowa. Nicholas Jones from Grand Rapids, Nick Michigan. Jones. Thanks for having a normal fucking name. 
Uh, CJ Stature from Sayre, Oklahoma. CJ Stature sounds like a law we made for our homeboy CJ. Don't fuck me up. Matthew. Oh, this one's Anna Cherio. Millinocket, Maine. <laughs> what? How do you? How would you say this? A N N I C H I A R I C O. Anna Cherico. Yeah, your your guess is good as mine. Millinocket. M I L L I N O C K E T. I can tell you that that guy has oily hair all over his body. <laughs> Marcellus Folks from Baltimore, Maryland. Ryan Statterfield from Salem, Indiana. Gilbert Giltery from Summer, Connecticut. Joe LaBelle from Palm Harbor, Florida. Brandon Orton from Delran, New Jersey. John Deere from Deseran, Louisiana. Nicholas Harris from Pasadena, Texas. Michael Marion from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Ev Inven Sharon from Tel Aviv, Israel. Okay, shalom, my friends. Uh, Lee Nugent, um, Huntington Beach, California. Bryant Medianta from Lakeland, Florida. Ben Keller. Thank you, Ben. And your parents. Uh, Statesville, North Carolina. Chad Mason. Thank you. Hallwood, Virginia. Colton Burkberg from Fort Myers, Florida. Almost done. Benny Guetta from Bellevue, Texas. Okay. Gerald Vaughn from Rahway, New Jersey. Joshua Owens from Orlando, Florida. Brian Meadows from Lake Buckler, Florida. And I did it. That's a, that's a lot it's of like names. A, it's like a, that was it's the like, most trickiest one of all of them. It's like a night school English as a second language teacher reading off the roll. Bro, that shit. J- J- I, I want to know who's actually still listening to us reading off these fucking names. They oh, have to be fast forward. It's this the shit. gold of it, man. It's the gold. Everybody wants to hear it. Uh, listen to Hooked on Phonics <laughs> Gone Wrong. My name was Hassan. No, I can, hey, listen, I'm, I'm, open me, give me a goddamn book. I'll read like a motherfucker. These goddamn last <laughs> I'll names. I'll read like a motherfucker. I cannot, I don't do these last names, all this crazy ass shit. I, I, like, I, I like to be like, Michelle, oh, Michael, that's my name. Listen, I will literally be butt naked in front of 60,000 people and, and say whatever the fuck with no routine, nothing, no, no script. But you have me read names. Oh, my fucking God. I did it at a wedding. It, and it was a Filipino wedding. Malou and fucking uh, Jacob's wedding. Yes, super hey, fun. I would love for there to be like, guys, we're on the scene right now of the earthquake. Uh, it's a terrible tragedy. Uh, Michael Busey, uh, celebrity and uh, internet star. Uh, you have the list of the names. <laughs> would you tell Hell us who no. was injured? <laughs> Bro, I get anxiety. I got I, the phone numbers. I'm every, gonna text them <laughs> every 9/11 when I hear these motherfuckers reading the names at the fucking at, at, at 9/11, and I'm just like, oh my god, I cannot. Not read these names. Hell, <laughs> fucking. I don't want to be racist here. Can I get the white names? Yeah. <laughs> Some of the white ones aren't good enough. Some of them get tricky too. Uh, Adam, nobody, too many extra vowels uh, in those motherfucker words. They don't need all those damn nobody vowels. Nobody of Polish descent. Just white, white. You know. <laughs> so let's pick the names. Yeah. Well, so. guys. Whoa, whoa, hey, whoa. You can't. We can't end it with two goddamn hours of names. It wasn't man. We, we ended it with the, that. Is the funniest goddamn part, what? man. It hey, is. Uh, so listen, uh, guys, the next uh, party is my birthday. December 18th is Mike's birthday party. Uh, we're hosted it here at the house. It's a one-day event. The RSVP is already up on the site. And then, of course, December 31st, New, New Year's, Year's Eve. Eve. And, guys, I'm telling you right now, 
these one day events. If you're a green member, you better hit us up because uh, gold and silver are guaranteed in. But if it gets packed up, so green members start reaching out. Let us know, man. You, you know, I don't want. I want to. I, you're gonna. You're gonna be able to come in. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get you into the property. But uh, green members, man, it's getting packed with gold and silvers now. We're always gonna it, honor. It gold is and our silvers. annual slash. I celebrate my shitty birthday. And it's our annual Christmas holiday, whatever the fuck religion you observe, fucking sexy Santa party, sexy Santa Christmas holiday party. You dress up, Santa, oh, and I'm gonna elves, uh, fucking avalanche man, whatever the fuck you want to dress up, fuck goddamn gremlin, whatever. I'm you come fuck. dressed to impress, or you come dressed in costume that matches. But man, if you try to come in here with a pair of cargo shorts and a t-shirt, nah, dog, you out, dog. We you don't care out. if you shit on someone's chest later that night, but you yeah. better be wearing a goddamn tie on yeah. New Year's Eve. Look presentable. Yeah, don't don't be looking like no scumbag. I'm talking like prom wedding shit. Ladies, get dressed up. I know most of you do, except some of you motherfuckers. Uh, guys, we want to see you dressed up on New Year's Eve. Yeah. And the same thing for the uh, Christmas party. It is the Saturday, December 18th, uh, and fucking... Uh, and New Year's is Friday the uh, the 31st. Yeah, so two uh, weekend, one-day events. You can RSVP now, and uh, we're going to finish this year strong, and yeah. we hope you all do, too. Um so yeah, fuck. We it. love you guys. Thank hopefully, you for hopefully everything. we don't look like assholes, and hopefully get a couple seconds in yeah. this huge mega series on Netflix. Or I'll be, you know, fucking like, oh, that sucks. You know, whatever. Who knows? I mean, I'm putting that shit on my IMDb. But oh hell that. yeah, yeah. So, right, anyways, uh, we love you guys. Thank you, all you members. Uh, thank you so much for standing by us. Thank you for such a huge, uh, wonderful Halloween and a great Veterans Day. And uh, we love and if you this guys. is Joe Vella, my homeboy, who was in the Marines, and we worked together at a bar, hit me up because I haven't talked to you in forever, homeboy. As I'm reading those names, I'm like, I hope these motherfuckers signed up to hear us say their name. You know, some guy, you know, one of those guys are probably a goddamn Amazon driver who just was trying to yeah. deliver a package and he signed up to come into the house. <laughs> <laughs> That's happened, motherfucker. I've, I've invited girls over here and they've actually became members and didn't follow the link I sent them that said sign in. So they went and became a fucking member. And uh, over they're enjoying their membership experience. We had an Uber driver who dropped a girl off for the party and then signed up to become a member to come back to party later on. Yeah, so however you find us and however and whatever part of the Harry Potter saga you're on, whether you're just fresh new to this whole world that we've created here or you've been here forever, we we thankful we are thankful for your uh your your follow, even if you're not a paid member, that's fine. Uh, enjoy not getting the full experience in, in life. That's cool. If, if you're cool with mediocrity, do this for us, guys. Tell a friend. Le- yeah, tell a friend and leave a review, man. Let us know how we're doing. We love reading, hearing the reviews. Yeah, so uh, we love you guys. On behalf of me, Miguel, Stephen, Chris, and the rest of the team here, uh, we love you. We hope you have a wonderful week, and uh, we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.